All right, everyone, welcome back to another stream here. We're doing a Real News Anarchy. We're going to go uh, have another live stream here of the Seattle. Now it's called the CHOP. It was the CHAZ. And we're going to be monitoring the situation there because there's now been actual murders happening there, apparently. Uh, so it's getting crazier, and they're going to keep monitoring it and see if anything interesting happens. Uh, but there's a lot of news going on. We just had a big Trump rally, his first one in... I mean, a long, 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 long time. Uh, so that was really cool to see that again. Uh, what did you guys think of the rally? Uh, I personally uh, was enthralled. I, I I never watched one live before, but it was uh, it was the best comedy special that I've seen uh, in a long time. <laughs> it was great. And he had some really good. I actually clipped some stuff for my channel, which is has nothing to do with my channel, but I I liked what he said so much. So. It was great. I, uh, I enjoyed it. Anybody else? It was good. I, I liked it. It, was, uh, it. Like we, I felt like we needed a Trump rally again. Like it was, it's, it, it's, it's that point. It's that time of the year, or it's that time in you know, just you know, American his, history where we just like need a good rally again. I agree. That's what it, it felt like that to me too. That's a good way to put it, though. And everybody and everybody was saying, uh, you know, you had a whole lot of people that were like taking pictures of the rally and seeing that it wasn't packed or whatever. But like one for one, the uh, uh, there were there were protesters that were bl basically blocking the entrances that were keeping people from actually going in for starters and uh second uh from from what i've been seeing it looks like uh on the social media platforms alone about four a little over 4.2 million follow uh people viewed the rally from social media platforms that's not counting any of the mainstream networks that played it so um yeah, it got pretty popular. Like that, those numbers, four point two million. That that alone would be one of the hottest, you know, shows on cable television. But you know, uh, you know, I also I think this was a. Go ahead, Donnie. Sorry. <laughs> no, honestly, it was the best like stand up I've seen in a long time. It was really fun. It was hilarious. He was very coherent unlike joe biden he's actually moving around and making jokes on stage it was really exciting and i think a lot of people were ready to see a rally and uh he trump didn't disappoint and then i liked how at the end closer to the end he said that biden getting rid of him will be the first step for um racial justice and yeah. i shared that because i was like that was savage <laughs> that was savage as fuck man and he did uh, say he was like, oh this is an okay speech i'm sorry trump i'm giving you an a plus just saying yeah <laughs> ditto he said average i consider this one average god i wish i could do a trump <laughs> impression dude but to touch back on uh the actual attendance numbers i was seeing on twitter earlier um because twitter is a reputable source right i mean it's the okay. internet yeah um but i think it was actually mr Medicare or mr anti-bully rather was saying something about how there was like a TikTok campaign of uh, anti-Trumpers that were buying tickets, reserving tickets to not go so that it would look like, uh, you know, like it did. 
which is funny because uh, one of the Navy generals was just recently talking about uh, Chinese subversion through social media. Mm. So, I mean, that's a, I, I mean, I think it was a, a resounding, from what I saw, it was excellent. It was a, you know, no slip ups uh, that I could, no major ones that I could catch. And yeah, he, like Donnie said, he was, he was so coherent and funny and real that all the things that everybody that fell in love with him originally, uh, you know, were on display. I actually want to touch on the tickets thing because that's something I've had experience with that I've seen a bunch of fake news articles about and and it's really kind of annoying me because these journalists either have no clue what they're talking about or they're deliberately lying or they're just being lazy not doing their homework. The way the ticket system works for the Trump rise is how a lot of um, big events with lots of people um, work, especially when it's free, I should add. The Trump rallies are free. Anybody can come. And they sell unlimited tickets. And when you have an unlimited free ticket model, the point of it is, because people say, well, why do you need a ticket then? What's the point? The point is to get a head count to know how many people are going to be coming. So let's say you have a venue that's holds a thousand you want to make sure you get enough people to fill that thousand and most of the time you sell more tickets than people actually show up usually you have to sort of double how many uh seats you have with tickets so if you have a thousand capacity room you're going to want to sell two thousand tickets most likely and when you're seeing these news reports like oh trump claims he sold a million tickets but the venue only holds twenty thousand whatever it was these people have no clue what they're talking about or they're deliberately being deceptive because it's a that's how the system he sets up works and that's how lots of free events work you get a head count and it's a great way to track you know if you're on track with ticket sales and if you need some overflow spaces we can have to know how many people are going to expect for those so i just saw so many people jumping on that and i'm like <laughs> you know it's just it was just a little frustrating so like and some people that should know better yeah that's that's a good point i actually didn't think about that i'll tell I you feel, one of the oh, go ahead go ahead Phil. i i i feel like this is going to be a problem though like you're going to see a lot of uh like moving forward um i can i can definitely see some of these protesters start getting more aggressive because in their mind they're going to say oh well this totally worked we 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 just basically di- we disrupted this Trump yep. rally yeah and so they're probably going to you know they're probably going to continue it cuz they think it's going to work unfortunately uh it's probably going to that that's going to fail miserably because for every you know for <laughs> for every one action there's an equal or opposite reaction so you know, they're there will have be a bad time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people like whenever one one side does something that ca- catches somebody else off guard, you're usually not going to be able to catch them off guard again. Like, so uh, I think the Trump team will be much more well versed in handling the situation the next time around. And yeah. Well, you know what's interesting is I'm getting some flashbacks to 16 because in 16 we had Trump rallies in Chicago and I think another city when Black Lives Matter was still a thing and rallies were getting shut down and canceled and there was violence at some rallies. It was pretty bad. 
I mean, it was like freaking Helter Skelter. And, well, we thought that was Helter Skelter. Look what we have now. And mm -hmm. the thing about that, too, was what's crazy to think about. And I had an interesting thought last night that I'll bring up, too. Last night, or today, we saw a similar thing as 2016. Look, Black Lives Matter did, from once Trump won, Black Lives Matter pretty much disappeared from the headlines. But they magically came back in time for the election. And mm -hmm. they're magically almost canceling Trump rallies like they did in 16 when they actually canceled them. Is this not socially engineered or, or is it not? I mean, this is the most engineered movement I've ever seen. And to add on to this, I had a thought last night and I was talking to Alex a little bit, which is, uh, uh, hey, uh, Nathan in the chat, uh, which is we, w w what we're seeing, like we saw the Democrats go from, you know, oh, we need police reform, oh, Oh, now we need to fund the police to the next day. Oh, now we need to abolish the police. And what if what this all is is part of a big plan where they think if we get people to about like defund and abolish police, what's gonna happen? You're gonna have more bad cops come in. What happens? You have more bad cops come in, uh, you, or or you're just gonna have no cops working anywhere. You know, at some of these places, they're just gonna quit. They're not even gonna bother. Uh, they're gonna say, "Fuck this! It's not worth it." So you have cops leave, or you have bad cops come in to fill that void. And what happens when you have bad cops? You're going to have more George Floyds. You're going to have more uh, Trayvon Martins or whatever it is, even though that's a different case. But you get my point. I should just keep it with George Floyd, actually. But you're going to have more George Floyds. And if you have more George Floyds, you're going to have more Black Lives Matter. You have more Black Lives Matter, you have more Autonomous. You have more of the shit we're seeing right now. I think this is all... They're trying to accelerate this and make this even crazier, more radical. That's what I think this is all about, this whole defund the police and abolish the police thing is. Now, wasn't there some article I remember seeing, I think a year or two back, where like the largest Black Lives Matter like public groups was founded by some dude in Australia, like an internet troll? I remember hearing that, yes. It was like one of the largest so, Facebook accounts. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. This thing seems like it's definitely you know, like what you're mentioning, it's definitely engineered. I think the Democrats, you know, with the act blue, they're, they're working this and they always say to vote and, you know, they, they don't say who to vote for, but you know who they want you to vote for. They want you to vote for a Democrat. Well, no, you there know? were, there were, there were definitely Trump Pence out signs like at, at the, uh, at the rally um, or outside the rally with the protesters. They were very anti-Trump, anti-Pence. You know, you know, you know what direction they're going in. Well, you know, what would be an excellent move on these guys' parts would be to go and put like for Trump to go and have the rally at the uh, in Seattle, like right next to the shop. That yeah. would be very, like that would be awesome because it would provoke these people to do something which would then provoke Trump to go and do something back. Like it would be an excellent political play. It would make the Black Lives Matter and, you know, Antifa. Whoever these people are, you know, it will make them look disingenuous and dangerous. You know, um, some of my favorite parts of his uh, his speech tonight that I was laughing the most at was first he brought up uh, he brought up Seattle, um, mm -hmm. and he said emphatically that he he may be wrong, but he thinks um, we should just let it play out. I totally agree. So that we that. can all. So that we can all see the savagery uh, that that is in store for democratic rule, which I thought was funny. Uh, but then he, uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. 
No, I was gonna say I, I agree with you. I, I liked I also I also like the way he delivered it. He said that I could make I could I could get rid of this thing in less than an hour. Uh, but yeah, but the these way these guys built are that. all telling me. Yeah, he's like he, he they, these guys are telling me. Oh no, just uh, yeah. You, you let them let let them play out their. Uh... I like how he delivered it. That delivery was on point. Yeah, because he talked about how he went and helped in Minneapolis and he activated, you know, the National Guard. And in one hour, uh, they had the situation effectively under control. Now, that may be an exaggeration. I don't know exactly. But I, it sure sounded good. And it worked, you know, two minutes later when he pulled up the, the one hour thing again. And then yeah. 20 minutes later when he pulled up the one hour thing again. I mean, like, that's what I mean. It was like a perfect stand-up routine. Yeah. Like, he, he was dropping seeds at the beginning that he was pulling back up later. Uh, and it was funny and it was true, uh, you know, and I, yeah, it was good. That's always a great analogy to it because I remember when I saw him in person at CPAC, you can feel him, uh, you know, playing off the energy of the crowd. You can feel him connecting with people. It, it's something else to see him in person on TV is great, but in person, like it, it, it does because I've seen some standups in person too it feels like a stand-up in person where they're working the crowd and it's like, wow, it's something Com else. Commanding the energy, yeah. you know, and I, I have to admit, like, like I mentioned, uh, maybe it was pre-show, but um, this was the first actual live rally that I've watched of his, and I, I could actually feel it through my computer screen. The way he, like, his hand motions and stuff, very, like, subtly controlling the crowd without saying, calm down, thank you, calm down like one hand up or two hands up you know what i mean let the people yeah it was just it was a fascinating to see you know well you uh, know too I, is like because that's a good point because you know it's like when bernie bernie gets black lives matter hijack his rallies nobody fucking hijacks trump nobody not even the old yeah. right even the he's, people he's in the crowd pretty big He's got some pretty big volunteers like work at working the the building too. So well, and he, but even though like I noticed people try like supporters in the crowd would try to like protect him. yell something, yeah, like yell something positive in the middle of his sentence, and he would like yeah, not only not break stride, but he would like put a hand up or like look that direction, like hold on a second, you know. It was it's it's brilliant. I enjoyed it. I really yeah. did. I... Well, we got our friend in now. Yes, we have a new uh, guest here. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, oh. Fight Cracker. <laughs> All right. Hey, hey, Elite SWAT cow, I see in the chat. Joshua okay. Reagan, Antifa Rats. Yeah, you're right. Shrek. How do you Shrek King want? That's a friend of mine. <laughs> uh, that's funny. You know, but I posted an article. I, if Trump wanted to go and disrupt these rallies, I, there's this interesting device called the uh, active denial system. I'm wondering if Trump would consider trying that out because that's a really easy way to relatively safely incapacitate a large crowd of people. What is that? Can you, you talk about that? It, is that the microwave or the sound wave? Yeah, I think it's the microwave one. Wait, 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 do they like shoot like microwaves on the BLM? Have you played Call of Duty? They have a sort of similar concept in there, but pretty much, yeah, they shoot like a microwave at your skin, so it makes you want to go away. Huh. It's not 
it won't cook you instantly. Like it's just hot and annoying, apparently. But it would be interesting to go and see that use as a crowd control device. Board troll in the chat says, "Shit, I drive through with a soy latte truck and leave them off like a Pied Piper." <laughs> oh god. You're not a very boring troll. I'll give you that. Your your name does not live up to your statements. Donnie, uh, Board Troll then asked, Donnie, you got any yoga videos on your channel? What the fuck? Oh, that's weird. Oh, yeah, this guy. That's a weird. That's a weird one. Are we? All should right. we block him? Thumbs um, up. Some thumbs up. Thumbs down. Uh, I, I don't know if you should block it. He's just fucking trolling. Yeah. Tell him to shut the fuck up. But you know. Yeah, yeah. Please don't do that, guys, in the chat. Let's keep it. Took him... us long enough to get like one girl to come on here. We don't need. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to lose them already. Simp and yeah, Joshua Reagan's right. We got a simp here. Yeah, what do you guys think of the term simp? By the way, I've seen some people that hate that term, and some people that like like it or use it. Some people say like it kind of hijacks the term cuck. It's it's similar to cuck, but it's in a different circumstance. You know, it's like we're you know the cuckold likes watching the girl, you know, have sex with the other person, but the simp he doesn't really like it, but he'll do it anyway. Like he'll deal with this like fucking woman, like just puts the pussy on the pedestal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty true. It's like Prince Harry's the biggest one alive. He's a royal simp. Yeah. I don't know, the more terms to describe cuck, I think, is a positive thing. Yeah. Well, we're getting some more activity on the chat. People are walking down the streets. And somebody in chat said that somebody was shot in the hand when they were trying to film in the chop. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah. no, we, yeah, I'm, I'm people, telling you. There's people shooting, then Trump needs to send his, like, buddies out and just go and, like, wreck it. Get the proud yeah, boys. Yeah, we need to get the fucking crowd voice over here. <laughs> Yeah, bring well, back mean, the Proud Boys. Yeah, I mean, if it gets, obviously, if it gets too bad, like when there's like more people like losing their lives or going to the hospital or whatever, then you have to, I mean, really, you have to do something. But like, if you if it's just burning buildings or if it's looting, I, look, you, you made your bed, now you got to lie in it. <laughs> you voted these assholes in, right? Like, look, you, the, the people say Seattle, they voted these, re, they, they they voted these rejects, nut job, nut jobs, Democrats in, and now they're you know they're paying the price. Well, that's what they're Gavin weak. even they're said. Weak. What were you saying, that's Phil? It. They're weak. They're they're weak. They these these are weak freaking people. You 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 when you vote for a leader. You vote for a leader that's that you you think is going to be strong during these kinds of situations, right? And like people, and and the thing is, when you're a leader and your opposition smells weakness, it gives them the green light to keep going, right? They're they don't care because they they know you're not going to do anything, or you're going to do something so little that they can overpower you. It's like, well, what are you going to do? Well, I was just listening to Gavin McGinnis' podcast. He's the uh, former head of the Proud Boys, and he was even saying, like, yo, I'm not part of the Proud Boys anymore, but my advice to you guys is don't get involved. Let them uh, eat themselves. And that's how I – that's my perception too is, like, literally just 
because I've seen some split opinions on the right about this. There are people that are mad that Trump isn't doing anything. And it's like, well, first of all, again, if you guys want states' rights and local government rights, well, it's got to be done at those levels first. Um, And secondly, I think it's a smarter, more effective strategy to let them eat their own, to show people Mm -hmm. the destruction, to show people the anarchy on the left, to show them the real left. Because that's what this is. This is the real underpinnings of the left. I mean, this shit was happening in Occupy Wall Street. Andrew Breitbart did a movie on it, a documentary, but nobody really talks about that. And I didn't even really know a lot about that till recently. Uh, so, you know, and you can even see here the funniest part, too, is what they build in the fucking chop was a wall. You see on these, like, top two camera feeds right here, and they wrote, like, BOM on it. But they have, like, a. It's a crappy wall, but hey, they need borders. They needed, you know. A lot of things that uh, those evil uh, uh, American and uh, countries and American Western countries have. Yeah, American imperialists have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what we should go and do is maybe have Trump like I don't know if there's a way you can press people into service, but have these people work on a real wall on like the southern border because you know they like to build walls, so why not? Yeah. You know? They're obviously unemployed, or else they wouldn't be out there. Mm-hmm. So it would increase the unemployment, especially. It would decrease unemployment, especially among uh, whatever group these people are. I don't know, disabled. Some of them, I imagine, you know, a lot of them are probably white, but you know, there's probably a few minorities in there. But you know, it would be a good thing for the economy. Force them to go and build a wall. Well, we should you also know? force them to rebuild those statues they're tearing down. Huh. Yeah, that'd be fun. Mm. You know what this reminds me of when I was in fourth grade, we did like a model community. We did a model city and, um, you know, we had stores and walls and police and, you know, an economy. And it's like, that's exactly what they're doing. Like on a fourth grade level, it's kind of funny. It's instead of chop, I think they should call themselves chump. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's to Trump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the the Trump does have the. I mean, the, the, they always say that Trump doesn't have the authority to come in there. It's like, oh well, technically, he kind of does. Not only not only does does he have the authority with like you know the Insurrection Act, but he does really he doesn't even have to do that if if you really want to think about it because what they're doing right now, what what Antifa or not Antifa, what what these these Raz and Chaz or whatever they want to call themselves what they're doing is sedition it's sedition and that's a federal crime by it's by kidnapping yeah kidnapping yeah but i mean but i mean that especially sedition specifically is a federal crime which means he could at any at any time in his choosing if he wants to he could send the he could send the feds in there and unleash the wrath of god on them at a moment's notice but it just wouldn't make sense right now it just it just wouldn't make any sense to do it yeah firecracker now that you're on um you're ready to go and do that uh, drug discussion yeah yeah whenever you're ready sure all right guys we want to keep on going for this a little bit or do you want to start that bad boy up we'll start up i think i'll spice things up um no pun intended with that kind of but what I I think what we should first do is let's all sort of state our position on drugs. So we have a clear understanding of where we're all coming from and then kind of dive into it. And maybe a little bit of our backgrounds on it, our relationships with it. Maybe that, well, if you, if you care to, I shall say. So mm-hmm. how about we start down the line? Um, 
Right, was that okay? Everybody's in. Yep. Uh, Alex, why don't you go first? All right. Um, you know, my position is that we should go and allow uh, all drugs which are of the uh, hallucinogenic class, and not you know not including stuff like a PCP because that one does have known alternative effects, but. You know, I, I don't think we should legalize meth at this time or really ever, except for like, I, I think you can actually technically get it if you're like ADHD or whatever. That's fine. But I, I'm thinking like hallucinogens are fine. Marijuana, you know, it's a losing battle to be against it now anyways. There's already enough bullshit going on. I think this would be a good sort of fight for liberty to go and uh, offer these things. And just the, the it would save money not only you know any potential tax revenue but just the fact we won't have to be policing over this um my relationship with drugs uh i do not wish to disclose that can you guys hear me now yes sir okay because i was talking for like five minutes and i, I was like man why does everybody keep interrupting me you couldn't hear me <laughs> yeah i was gonna say you're unusually quiet yeah <laughs> what was the uh, question uh actually um, it was basically about, uh, and I'll do that as I play a video that our pal in the chat, sorry I'm slipping on your name because I'm multitasking here, um, Louisville, uh, Louisville Conservative, I'm going to pull up your video of the woman getting shot um, in the uh, hand at the chop. Are we allowed to do that on YouTube? I'd, I'd be careful with well, that. Well, it is a YouTube video actually. Okay. Well, you can't really see much on the video too, but... Uh, I'm going to pull that up uh, and play that. Uh, basically, what we're doing is we're doing a little drug discussion thing. Oh, actually, I should not pull this. This has blood on it. Um, <laughs> don't scratch that. I did catch. The, I did catch the drug part, but I was just wondering, like, what the like, what is our stance on drugs? Basically? Yes, we're going down the line. Okay. Everybody says their stance and if they want to their relationship with drugs or their past experiences, not necessarily with themselves, maybe people around them. So we all kind of know where we're all coming from on and where our positions are. Okay. Um, should I go? <laughs> yep. Yeah, sure. Might as well. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I feel like I at least discussed this in private with uh, some of you, if not on the show, to some degree. But I'm pretty – I'm kind of on the fence with, like, hardcore libertarian and uh, more with uh, – I'm sorry. I think that was Alex that uh, just answered because I yes, do sir. think that there's some danger, but uh, – I think it's it, it shouldn't be about restriction. It should be about education, uh, and people really should be free to do whatever they want. And this is coming from a a long time uh, drug addict that is, you know, will forever be recovering, like any addict of anything. Um, and it's something I struggle with every day, but it's not something that I think should be restricted. I I wish that I would have been taught more things and shown more, uh, you know, fathered more. It wasn't about the drugs were are an escape. They could be replaced with anything, including sweets or exercise. I mean, it could be replaced with positive things too. I think I think drug addiction uh, and depression in general are are um, are symptoms of a larger or deeper problem in in individuals and society in general. So I don't think that any of them should be illegal, honestly. I think that they should be, uh, I think cocaine should be grown in America as a, uh, you know, I mean, I think it should all be grown and sold here if it could be. Uh, 
therapeutic needs, you know, because there's, as mentioned by Alex, the potential for psychedelics for on so many levels medically is, uh, I mean, it's been hard to do studies on it for decades now, but finally, there's a lot of, uh, you know, positive evidence for PTSD and uh, various things. So, yeah, I'm I'm very pro-drug. I'm very anti-abuse uh, of anything. And uh, it's a it's a hard line to draw, <laughs> personally, because clearly there's a drug problem. I've had one for a long time. Nathan, the chat says that you'd probably love the Liberty Hound, hmm. which I Me? guess is a YouTube channel. Hmm. Yeah, maybe check I'm, it out. I'm unfamiliar. Out unfamiliar, but that that's the that's my answer. Sorry for being long winded as usual. No, I think that's an interest. That's definitely going to bring an interesting perspective. Uh, Phil, do you want to go next? Oh, you you just jumped everybody else, huh? Whoa, uh, hey, hey, hey. Well, maybe we're going alphabetically. I don't know. Well, who who wants to, if you want to go next, you can. If not, somebody else can. Maybe you, Deck. Maybe you, Dexter. Oh, really? Oh, I guess. Oh, yeah, we are. How about we do go alphabetically? Then, yes, it'll be me. Um, I, okay, I'll say my views are evolving on drugs. They're not final, but currently... In my ideal world, uh, no drug would be legal, but that's a, it's an ideal, so it doesn't really matter. In this current world, I think, I think marijuana is a losing battle. I don't want it legalized, but it is a losing battle. I think medical marijuana is, is a good thing because if, if it's helping people, well, it's helping people. I think the research in hallucinogens is very interesting and could have some potentially good stuff coming out of that where they're using hallucinogens to cure people of um certain issues and diseases and problems i forget them specifically but 60 minutes to a piece on that um hard drugs like cocaine meth shit like that i think should be 100 percent illegal and uh i'm trying to think of other nuances because there are different layers here i don't i've never done any drugs i never will uh, I I hate it. I hate what it does to people for the most part. I think it's it, it like I think like um, uh, Apex was saying it is reflective of a larger issue with society, and I mean it's it's something that I wish we 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 got a kind of. I think my stance more is I, I don't like the legalization because it kind of normalizes it more and makes people think it's okay more, and that's my issue really, and that's kind of my general sort of umbrella of my stance is that I don't like the sort of more normalization of drugs that's happening um, even though I think psychedelics are probably the only thing I think that could have some positive effects other than medical I want to piggyback I want to piggyback on it real quick before we move on to Donnie and, and just give my my ideal world perspective as you sure. just did in my ideal world all drugs would be legal but nobody would do them Mm. Nobody would. Nobody would want to do them. That would also I mean, be my idea. You know what I'm saying? Technically, too. Yes. Yeah. So you know what I mean. But sorry. Yeah, it's good to bring up Donnie. What's your stance? Hey, yeah, real quick. Uh, that Richard Einstein dude. I don't know if we want to go and like. Yeah. Let's put him in timeout. Uh, that is not kosher. We disavow. Yeah, strong disavow. <laughs> Man, we're getting all kinds of um fringes tonight let's say uh but that yeah, might be my fault 
That might be that might be my Twitter's fault. Sorry. <laughs> Damn, All right, Donnie. <laughs> You're yeah, up. Donnie, your turn. Oh. Okay, she might have stepped out for I a while. I think it's ha- it's it's happened to her too. No, she it shows she's talking, but we can't oh, really? hear her. Oh, wow. yeah, she might need to leave. They left the call, Donnie, and come right back. Okay. Yeah, here we go. Cocaine's a hard drug? What's going on with that? What? (laughs) Consider cocaine a hard drug? Well, hey, look. Yeah. Look, I I used to do drugs, okay? I used to do drugs, but that was way back in the day. And by way back in the day, I mean like right before the show. (laughs) wow (laughs) look hey look i'm telling you look a a line of coke off a toilet seat that is a great pick me up Mm. oh there she is yeah she came at the right time (laughs) yeah what what's up donnie you're up i don't think uh marijuana should be illegal um everything else i don't really know much about it so i have no opinion on those drugs um you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but this I could have been lied to, but I could have sworn mar- marijuana was illegal because um, hemp was competing with paper. There's a lot of th- sp- like theories about that's, that. I'm not exactly that's, sure. that's pretty, I mean, in my mind, at least from the the research I've done over the years, that sounds, that, that's, that's pretty accurate from, uh, I mean, it's not proven. No one, there's nobody on paper that says this is why, uh, you know, hemp is illegal, but yeah, I mean, it, it sure looks that way. When you look back on moves made and deals made, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Well, now my question yeah. with that. Uh, That's right where it now, started, but go ahead. My question with hemp right now, though, is like, can't you go and buy like rope made of hemp and then like CBD and stuff? Yeah, you can. In Texas. Yeah, hemp, yeah hemp is the root and CBD is entirely non psychoactive. So it doesn't have any of the. It's from the plant, but it doesn't have any of the, you know, THC. Yeah, I, I, I like the, uh, I have a couple friends that are kind of like those little hemp weirdos. Like, look, man, I got like a hemp shirt and a hemp, yeah. like man purse, man. It's like, wow. I'm like, okay, all right. It's like those dudes you see at markets that have like everything made of hemp, like a hemp shirt, a hemp underwear, hemp socks, hemp like condom. It's like, yeah, no, get the fuck out with that. I said, like, yes, I got this, like, I also got, like, a Grateful Dead record, man. And they're usually culturally appropriating Rastafarian culture while they're doing <laughs> that. That's true. Um, Don, you want to wrap up uh, what your stance is overall? Um, overall, I, I think that just that marijuana should be legal. Um, but I think there should be more research on it. There's already more research going into it, which is great. Um, but every other drug, I don't know anything really about it, so I don't have like a. I've heard bad things about the other drugs, so I'm just gonna say neutral for now. That's fair. That's perfectly fair. And um, then we have it looks like Neca Firecracker. You're next. Uh, what is your stance on drugs? So after listening to you guys, it sounds like you have some really sound opinions on it. I mean, nothing that I really don't agree with at all. 
Um, I think I was just triggered by a couple things last week that were said like, oh, all drugs should be legal and I don't see any problems with drugs. And I think that just triggered me because I have a long intimate relationship with drugs. Um, really only did them for a short time in my life. I've been clean, um, going to meetings every day of my life <clears throat> for 33 years. Mm. So um, I tried most drugs and it destroyed my life. I went through school, you know, San Diego State. Um, I flunked out my first year because I got super addicted to cocaine. My boyfriend was a cocaine dealer by design on purpose. Um, wow. And then I and and then like I got struck clean in 1981. Hmm. Just struck clean. Um, never did another drug again. But I never went to a program. I I I didn't even know there was a program. I didn't even know I was a drug addict. I didn't even know I had a drug problem. I just had a bad relationship, you know? And um, my mom saved me from that relationship, brought me back home. <clears throat> I went back to school and in three years, I, I graduated top of my class, third in my class, Phi Beta Kappa, uh, Magna Cum Laude. And then I went to law school. And after law school, I was really, um, I was really pissed off with the country. And it was Ronald Reagan was president. And I was just like, I'm out of here. This is the, he, the, you know, he's just an actor. He talks about, I was a leftist. He talks about freedom. I was like one of those chop people. That would have been me. Um, you know, I just thought he was very, um, being a hypocrite talking about freedom. And um, I didn't feel like we had any freedom. So I was like, what the, what the fuck's this guy talking about? So I left the country. I just went full full 100%, you know, out of reality, <clears throat> lived in Holland and Paris and, you know, thought socialism was great, um, came back to America, and then life really began. And I found myself uh, very, you know, immediately, I found myself in a meeting, I did not go to a meeting, I didn't know what a meeting was. I was in a Cocos one night, I was in Southern California. And um, I had lost everything, I'd lost my future, I had no friends. I, I had never lived in that area. My parents moved to Newport Beach from San Diego and I was lost. I didn't have a car. I didn't have, a, I have money. I didn't have clothes. I just came home from Europe pretty destitute. I had become an alcoholic in Europe only after two years. So um, for me, it took what it takes most people 45 years to get to. It just took me, took me a couple years. So it was fast and furious. That's like me, like just really hard and fast. And when I got into the program, um, that's when my recovery began and I started learning. And um, so my stance on drugs, that's my story. Um, I've been clean, but it's more than that. And I love what, you know, um, Apex was talking about and Alex. Um, so, I mean, for all intents and purposes, pot is legal. I'm not even gonna discuss pot. Pot is already becoming a big um, part of the economy and, um, you know, whether it can be abused or not, of course it can be abused, but, but it's, it's taken the same, pretty much the same, um, uh, the same position as alcohol. So it's just, it's a, it's a, you know, a necessary evil, I guess. And I also agree with that was a great point. If you're, if we're going to have it, let's make it, you know, let's, let's uh, grow it in America. Let's, everything should be American made. Now, the problem I have with LSD is, I've been clean for a long time. I go into the prisons. So I talk, prisons and, and jails, and I talk to these girls. And last night I saw the movie Cracked Up. And it's about that guy from Saturday Night Live. He's amazing. 
and and he had such intense abuse as a child and trauma and that's what really leads to the drug addiction and the alcohol and even most people Mm -hmm. in recovery don't even realize where the pain is coming from and i think Mm -hmm. that's more of the conversation that i i want to have and Uh. who's who Whoever said it was like, this is a mental health issue more than it is a drug issue. And I'm going to say just one more thing and then I'll shut up. But the whole LSD thing, I've never in 33 years ever met anybody. And I've met hundreds of thousands of people in different stages of recovery. I've never met anyone that has gotten any relief or any type of recovery from psychedelics. I don't know if I would want to make psychedelics illegal. But what really freaks me out about psychedelics is the ability the uh, 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 to be abused by like the CIA, you know, the whole MK Ultra mind control. Yes. That really hey, freaks firecracker. me out. Can you tell us what kind of drugs those are? Because people like me don't know what that is. Which ones are psychedelics? Okay, so psychedelic is LSD, lysodesergic acid or something like that. And I just saw online, it, sta- it, it really stands for Lucifer, um, Satan, Devil, LSD. And it really takes you to a very dark place for about a day and a half. You have absolutely no control over any of your thoughts or visions or smells. And it takes you to a different place. And it can be quite scary. Many people commit suicide on LSD. Firecracker, uh, Firecracker, I have to uh, give uh, your first chalk on the someone you've met in your, you know, thousands of people that has been changed positively by psychedelics and LSD in particular and psilocybin mushrooms. Uh, because I wouldn't be alive without either of those things. Yes, they are dangerous and they can be abused and you can have a very bad time if you're dishonest with yourself if you're uh, around the wrong people mm-hmm. uh if you're taken advantage of while you do it that all those things can happen in almost any stage of any part of your life what psychedelics do from my perspective is they take away your ego they remove you from yourself in a way that you're incapable of doing in a lot of ways, especially when you're deep into addiction or depression or in you're, you can't step outside of yourself to see what's wrong with you, mm-hmm. to help yourself. They have been a tool for me. I haven't done any psychedelics in years. I haven't felt the need to. They were literally a stepping stone for me out of the deepest, darkest places I've ever been. And I would never wish on anybody else. So I know from experience, the positive that they can have. Uh, And I also know from experience the negative that they can have. Um, They can be abused, but so can driving your car. We've seen that in crowded places over the last few years, right? So let's ban driving too while we're at it. I mean, it's, I just, my my whole take on this thing, it it should, nothing should be illegal as far as your body whatever you do to yourself shouldn't be illegal, but the education around all of it should be, I mean, exponent. I can't even like think of a number exponentially higher. Like it should be realer. It should be, uh, you know, less, you know, complicated to come by, uh, you know, doctors shouldn't be strong armed into not being, I mean, Dr. Rick Strassman, uh, who wrote the book DMT, The Spirit Molecule, 
the first doctor like ever to do experiments on humans with DMT, which is actually, that's like the hardest psychedelic, but guess what? It's made in your brain and it's made, it's actually easier to name more living things or name the living things on the planet that don't produce it than the things that do. It is as natural as most things, but uh, he, he worked for 15 through legislation just to be able to do these tests. And the things that he came up with were horrifying and enlightening and ultimately confusing, but it helped a lot of people through the process. Uh, and there's a lot of positive literature. It's not all negative. Of course there's negative, uh, but I'm also against the victim narrative. I don't like blaming things outside of your own self uh, for your situation and the things that happen to you. And I think psychedelics are a perfect example when you have a bad trip, it's not the drugs, it's you. You refuse to let go or you refuse to explore, you know, that's what life is about. Yeah. I mean, it's a complex Sorry. thing. It's a complex thing because like, I mean, it, it can, it can help people. It can hurt people. I guess it depends ultimately on the individual's, you know, ke individual's chemistry. Yep. Um, but uh, by the way, could, uh, congratulations on your uh, thirty plus years recovery, Firecracker. Yes, Appreciate yes, congratulations, that. Firecracker. Um, that was great. Yeah, yeah that's, that's awesome. Good Thank you. you for that story. Yeah, um, and and yeah, I, I've worked in I, I've worked in mental health and and substance abuse centers for a little bit now. Um, I mean, it really. It, it's a complex conversation and it's one of those complex conversations that change uh by the decade like because we like the the more we live the more we find out the more we the more research that happens the more we find out yeah. the more you know experiments that happen the more we find out the more like what we know now like we're the conversations that we're, we're having now are are a luxury compared to the conversations that we were having 30, 30 years ago, but just because of the information that we have, just because the, of the amount of research that we're able to do on, you know, certain drugs and, you know, the chemical makeup and the, you know, the reactions that they have on the brain. Like we can, we can get I mean, people's everything now. Like we're we, still doing that with alcohol though. You know, I mean, are. that's another that's another point I wanted to make, actually, with That's the whole true. like legalization well, thing. Well, hold on, is... This, this is complicated. Let's not get to alcohol too. That really makes. Wait, it no, 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 no. Well, tell me, well, yeah, no. no. I was mean... just using that as an example, but yeah. uh, the like for me anyway. When I turned twenty-one, drinking became a lot less fun, uh, and the whole like, especially as a youth of doing things that you're not supposed to, um, you know, especially things that are illegal that you can get away with. As, you know, drinking was is a popular one, especially among American teenagers. But uh, drugs, in, especially, you know, uh, I found it more. Like I found myself more interested in doing drugs in my vulnerable, you know, times as a youth um, by their um, stigma. You know, they were. It's illegal. It's, you know, I heard the same kind of stories that Firecracker was just telling from my mother, except she told the same story about, you know, watching her friend's face melt about weed 
And then about LSD, you know, years done, she didn't realize she told me the same story. She was just trying. So, okay, you're full of shit. So I'm going to go figure this out for myself, uh, which is going to happen most times anyway. You know, um, Dexter's never done any drugs and that's fucking amazing. I applaud people for that. Uh, and, you know, I can't change what I am and what I have been up to this point. But I just think, again, with the America, the idea of America in my head that I have, uh, you shouldn't be told what you can and can't do with yourself, but you should be educated to the highest degree that is humanly possible uh, on the things available to you, the things around you, be it the trees and plants or the drugs or, you know, the psychedelics or the uppers or the downers or whatever. But I mean, sorry. if you really want to, if you really want to have a can of worms discussion, it's like, well, what, who's giving out this education? Is it going to be somebody that's been through all this mess or is it somebody that, is it some fucking tenured teacher that no, doesn't that is give a, a shit about anything? Like That is, that is the issue for sure. I mean, uh, I, that's, I mean, I guess that's the part I'm trying to piece together with words yeah. is like the, the proper education, like just unfiltered for people to have without all the, you know, different people telling them I, I mean i don't know it's it's almost like the the ideal form of the internet without any form of censorship uh same kind of idea yeah. with with well, research i and... mean if you're talking about education our education systems in the fucking shitter if you're oh, trying to get people to teach uh if you try to get people to teach on you know drugs and and the whole you know the ups and the downs and the positives and negatives well, whatever it's like well shit you got you got well, a lot. You can't even teach start, history correctly, so George, you know yeah, what? They don't I even actually teach history very good. So. I actually have I actually have an I have an answer, uh, and it's your parents. That's who should be teaching you these things. Yeah, but because when, they should they should be old enough. Yeah, to but know. when yeah, but when single parenthood is at an all time high, it's like, well, you ain't getting right. Shit well, from, you're not getting shit from your again, parents. I apologize. I'm speaking about this ideal world, uh, this this fantasy world that I'm, mm, <laughs> that I'm speaking of. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Hold on. I'd like to go and chime in a bit, too. So there was a comment earlier that LSD stands for, like, Lucifer, Satan, Devil, or something. Is that correct in uh, my interpretation of that? <laughs> I just saw that. I just saw that on uh, in my research the, the past week. I thought it was very interesting that it's just a very... Uh, just by, it's you know just my my opinion i did want to say, say to um alex that i or was it apex i really appreciate what you what you shared i really really super appreciate that you shared your experience and that it was a stepping stone and i believe that psychedelics are legal mushrooms are legal like aren't certain high high what's it called high wapa high copper or whatever it's called no those they're, are those are federally illegal yeah no they're no they're not legal one of my one of my friends grew them and and he had like a lab where he grew them. Yeah, they're not they're not legal. The only one that's legal in certain states is uh, salvia, but uh, that's pretty. Mm -hmm. That that's only a handful of states left. But yeah, I, ayahuasca you have to go. You have to, people travel to South America to have to to have that experience. Uh, and there are there are shaman that come up here, but it's definitely not legal. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not particularly uh, against. Uh, I know Alex wanted to say something. I'm not particularly against um, hallucinogenics uh, being Ill illegal or legal. 
because I don't think that there's as big a an addiction problem with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know from your experience, Apex. I don't know. Definitely not. Uh, not from my experience, because like I said, it's been ten years, maybe fifteen years. I did them for a short time, uh, semi regularly, as a form of therapy, because I don't like I don't trust other people. I probably should have just gone to therapy, uh, but I've done most of it myself with the help of um, these mystical teachers. Um, so that's, and yeah, I'm that, not perfect. That's ama- no, 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 no. That's amazing. Hey, it worked. It worked. It worked. So that's your story, and it's beneficial to uh, to to people. But oh, when I go, I when I so. go into the, when I now that the reason why I brought up the movie last night, Phil Harmon, not Phil Harmon, shit. Anyway, one of these guys, but I he's the well, guy. Dar- you said Daryl. Dar- well, it was Daryl Hammond, right? Yeah, Daryl Hammond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I saw it too. It was on. I think it was on Netflix, right? Yeah, it was amazing yeah. because that was a pretty he, good one. It's a pretty good he one. He was yeah. always. Now, now, this is basically what I see from all my experience. I'm pretty much an expert in it. And also, since I go into the prisons and I, I'm, I've been on the front lines for all these years helping girls, you know, in the trenches. My story was pretty easy. You know, I was, I was kind of blessed. Like, God did a good job on me, you know, and gave it to me pretty easy. But not as a child. I, I have some horrendous, hellacious abuse and it's taken all these years for me to come out of denial. And like when you, I appreciate what you said that, you know, you don't go for the victim thing, but with that movie cracked up. So I, if somebody rapes me or if somebody molests me as a six month old child, I do not need to own that. I don't need to take responsibility for that. There's nothing that I did to cause that, mm-hmm. but that traumatizes me for the rest of my life it's almost a scar that doesn't ever get healed Mm -hmm. and what it goes back to it does go to the childhood whether you had an intermediate bad childhood or you just got spanked a couple times everybody interacts differently with abuse and abuse is different levels and and i think that most people i only can talk about the people that come to aa or na because that's who i deal with Um, But by the time they get there, they're usually there or they've usually become addicted because they're at some time in their life, they're in so, and this is like the education of what addiction is. They're in so much pain that they need something to take them out of the pain Um, because it's the, the pain of pushing it down and pushing it down and pushing it down. So the abuse isn't really what gets you but the hiding it and the denying it and the pushing it down and trying to um, keep it underneath, you know, keep a lid on it. That's what creates the addiction. And he even cut himself. I actually, uh, I I was horrified when you started talking there because I'm like, no, I was not talking about actual victims of actual like horrible things, you know, playing or feeling like victims. Like, that's not what I mean. But you kind of rounded it off there. Because I agree with you, that that is that is what started it for me. It's it's a it's hiding pain. It's it's a refusal to accept the world, uh, or to look at the world in uh, with sober eyes and deal with it and work on real problems, et cetera, et cetera. It's a it's a mask, and, and trauma comes in all forms. But what I meant by not feeling the victim is 
ultimately that's what I, I I'm not a victim of any such horrible thing as you just described. Um, but I certainly didn't have the ideal childhood. Um, and I feel what mostly has held me back up to this point or up to several years back, we'll say 10 years back was feeling sorry for myself and ultimately using the drugs as an excuse to feel sorry for myself and not take things, not take life seriously because, you know, I'm stoned all the time or whatever, you know? Right, um, so just, the, the feeling sorry for yourself, that's just a symptom of, of the pain that you're feeling sorry about. Now I wasn't sure. when I was a six month old. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, if you get de really down to it, the freedom and I, I really recommend that movie. It was the coolest movie cracked up. Um, and it was funny. It was cute. It was deep. It was lovely. It was a, it was a good movie. Everybody told him the doctors. And then this also goes into the next conversation of big pharma and how the doctors are creating drug addicts and how the doctors want to medicate drug addiction. They want to uh, medicate the treatment centers suck. Like they want to give you trade off your five, your one medication for five different pharmaceuticals that you practically can't even afford and it medicates a a a a, a um, dysfunction that cannot be fixed by medication i uh i actually i have uh disclosed this on the whitfield report which sam thanks for joining us buddy um that uh that's actually where it all started for me i didn't do any drugs until they were given to me by doctors yeah, that's so, a see, whole other area is the whole like, like specifically like with opioids is the legal drug addiction mm -hmm. that's crippling. That's where it started. And they call had, it uh, accidental overdose. There's no accident. The, the doctor has become the pusher because of the entire infrastructure of the system of that you can't pay somebody's insurance to see the doctor unless they have a medical necessity. And the only way that they could prove medical necessity is if they give you a medication. That's how they prove you're sick. And that's how insurance will pay. So it's an endless spiral to get somebody addicted. And then the doctors make so much money off that prescription pad. That's what, <laughs> that's what angers yep. me more you, than, than street drugs. You know what's going to help, yep. though? You know what's going to help with that whole situation? Decriminalization. No, no, no. Even better. I got an even better solution. You ready for it? Yes. yes. All right. Celebrities giving a black and white presentation on Twitter, <laughs> a PSA on Twitter. That'll that'll solve literally everything. That will stop it overnight. <laughs> everything. I mean, you see them left and right. Look. Hey, you see, you see these actors, they're, they're taking responsibility. It's, it's, it's amazing stuff. And who was the mother of that? Nancy Reagan, just say no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Here, here's my thing with the drug issue too, especially with, you know, psychedelics and stuff is there's so much misinformation out there. It's really hard to find the true information about this. Cause I, I know too earlier, you said that it could like last what, like two days with an LSD trip. Cause that's, Unless you're taking some sort of like like insanely high dose, it shouldn't that last. That was my experience. <laughs> okay, that it shouldn't yeah. last more than like eight hours because I, I have a uh, friend who's taken mm -hmm. LSC multiple times and it does not last usually longer than uh, eight hours or so. 
you know yeah now i will i will speak to the fact that the effect uh you know psychologically and emotionally can last up to a week you know they've affected me like really positively uh in a real way for several days afterwards but I, like the, the actual effects of it you know the the, the drug itself yeah no, eight hours maybe 10 uh if i've taken a bunch <laughs> or i took a bunch rather yeah, no, and I agree with that too. Like, you know, the actual seeing stuff, the physical weakness, the, you know, mind fuck that you go through, that will only last maybe, you know, uh, like eight hours, 10 hours. And, and even that, that comes in waves too. So that to say it'll last for multiple days, you know, like sure, the, the realizations that you have, you know, that can last for the rest of your life. But, you know, that's more of like meditation. Yeah. If you meditate, you can you know, you kind of learn about yourself. You have these questions, these sort of philosophical internal dialogues going on. And that's sort of the good thing. You know, you're dealing with problems that you might, it, it's kind of like meditation, you know, it, but instead of it, yeah. that, that sort of discipline, because not everyone has that discipline where, or they, they might not have like the time to go and like dedicate to like meditating every day. And they might have this breakthrough after a few months. Cause I used to meditate too. And you know, I never really got to that high of a level that my uh, my, my good friend uh, describes. I, so, I, psychedelics, I, they're not. Oh, sorry, sorry. Psychedelics, they're not. Um, they're not addictive. There's no tolerance. There's so it, it's not physically or mentally addictive. Um, anything no, in fact, in in fact, it's not. It it becomes much less fun the more you do it. Like it, it, it like they don't work. Uh, you don't. It, it's not fun. You know, it's, it's, it's like the, they're actually, most of them are like the perfect drug in, in that sense for me. Um, again, it's been years since I've even considered it, but now I'm fondly reminiscing. Uh, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> no, like, the, I, like, the, you know, Don't the back in, when I, when I first started, when I, the first psychedelic I ever did was mushrooms and I took a relatively low uh, amount or small amount and I was with good friends and I didn't know where they came from, so whatever, but they're mushrooms. They, it's not hard to tell that it's a mushroom that you're eating, uh, albeit dry and disgusting. But uh, that first time actually was really scary. It wasn't a, a, what I would call a bad trip, but it was the first time that I was like, oh, oh, okay, there's like things going on up here that I need, I need to figure out. Uh, and that summer, I took mushrooms about the same amount almost every week. Um, and a couple of times I tried days in a row and that's when I found out that I don't, I don't like taking psychedelics that much because they don't, it's, it defeats the, it defeated the purpose for me. And, you know, the profoundness of my, you know, introspection, which is what it's all about in my perspective. It's all about inward. It's, you know, yeah, cool, cool, cool shit happens outside of you. If you, if you look around at the walls, whatever, but close your eyes that's where the things happen. And, um, for, for me anyway, uh, yeah, you know, I had a lovely, also very similar. My first experience on mushrooms, my first and only was lovely. I was with my, somebody that I, I, I loved and I trusted and we went on a trip to Mexico and it, it was just amazing. So I've had two experiences, one with acid and one with mushrooms, but that yeah the, this conversation really isn't like like the the serious addiction this isn't about that no 
uh, and that's that was the point that I was trying to make is I don't think that drugs should be illegal. I think that people should work harder at teaching people younger, better values, period. So that's the, that's my dream world. So yeah. I have a question. This is a really serious question for, for me because this is kind of like the context for you other guys too. This is the context of reality and the reality is what the CIA and what through the years, what, what the government has done to the inner cities because of their agenda of flooding the inner cities with cocaine or flooding the inner cities with crack or flooding the inner cities with heroin and destroying generations. That's a huge problem that I have. Well, I think everybody on the panel would agree that's a problem, but uh, I mean, am I wrong? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think, like what the government did with the, uh, what was that, the Iran-Contra thing where they're smuggling cocaine to the cities to go and basically fund uh, clandestine operations. Like, yeah, that was wrong. I don't think very many people will say, oh, that was a great government policy. Thank you, Reagan. No, but I, I don't, now to a certain extent, you know, there is individual responsibility. No one, for the most part, no one's paying gun up to your head and saying, hey, smoke this pipe. You know, some some people, maybe that happens, but, you know, there is a certain element of uh, personal responsibility in it. However, you know, in that instance, that was wrong. You know, we shouldn't be having an agenda to go and like flood the cities with any drugs, which is yeah. why what China's doing with uh well, the synthetic opiates, fentanyl, carfentanil, that, that is wrong. That is an act of almost like a sort of war. Like what, cause we did that too to China. I think this is revenge for the opium wars. But, but it's, it's the same thing. Yeah. It's happening right now. It's the same thing. And everything's laced with fentanyl. Fentanyl is a killer. It's worse than fentanyl. Weed killer. Listen, fentanyl killed my little brother less than a year ago. Oh, uh, so no, it's, it's fine. He was actually under, uh he was he was in jail he was he was in work release uh and he died of fucking fentanyl overdose yeah fentanyl it's taking evil. a lot of, it's it's taking a lot of people it's fucking Den- it took prince and when you say nobody nobody forces you to do this that's absolutely not true because usually most people start drugs between 13 and 15 and it was usually given to somebody by someone they trust an older yeah. uh, sibling a parent an uncle somebody that was going to molest them or i mean usually a yes doctor. they almost were yeah, a doctor yeah and- especially a doctor like if you're going that's to where, take, for you're me going to start yeah like if you're getting a surgery or something like that they're going to be you got these asshole doctors feeding you, feeding you these pills like here, you know, you don't want to get in pain here. Take this shit. And before yeah, you know they it, got me hooked. hooked. Now, to yeah, me, got- you know, I, I've been hit by a car recently. I had the option if I wanted to go and take opiates. I refused that. Good. You know, smart. Yeah, but, yeah, but if you're, yeah, but if you're if you're young, you're not you're gonna do what the doctor tells you to do more. Even yeah. like you, you're, old. you're kind of sm- look like I'll no, better yet smart. Like you're kind of smart. Okay, and by kind of I mean really fucking smart. But like, but I'm <laughs> I was saying, say there. <laughs> yeah, like and like yeah, I had to throw that joke in there. But um, <laughs> but no, just... like the you the 13 year old's not gonna fucking yeah. differentiate. Well, what about... He's gonna be like, yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna look at the doctor and be like, well, what do you think I should do? And of course that fucking crooked ass doctor's gonna be like, hey, take these fucking pills. 
And then they have, and, they, and then they get addicted and they come out and they, they no longer have their prescription. And so they got to find heroin on the street. And that's, this is exactly how 60,000 people that died last year from, from opiates. This is why they did it usually because of a doctor or because of their older brother got them started. And then they've got some fentanyl in there and it's over. And that, we don't punish people anywhere close to it. We don't punish those fuckers anywhere close to hard. Like that's the pro. The ultimately that's the problem. Like you have you have these people that are doing all this shit and they get these really light fucking sentences, and it's like like you had that one you had that one chick that was running a fucking pill mill in Louisiana, and she didn't even all she did was lose her license or whatever. Like. They, they didn't fucking. It was like a, it was a glory, or maybe I don't maybe a couple of years in prison, I think, but like nothing. It was like fucking nothing. No, if Dictator Phil was in charge, these fuckers would be executed. <laughs> a lot of people are making money from the whole yeah. chain of command. Right, and I agree with that. With the doctors, they need to be held accountable for that. Mm-hmm. See, but, was the with the with the crack epidemic? You know, I imagine most people. You know, that sure there was some people who were like forced into it as a kid, but that's not everyone either. Like I know a lot of people yeah. in college got cocaine addictions, like fully on their own free will. Yeah. What What you guys? Uh, what nobody mentioned, uh, and what I wanted to touch on. And again, this is from my uh, just from uh, my perspective and my story is when you're 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, you don't really have much of a, well, maybe not 16, 17, but you, when you're younger and the doctor, he's not talking to you. He's talking to your parent, your mother or your father who are also uneducated. This goes back to what I was saying, that people are uneducated. They're not educated on the right things. And that is that is most, I believe, mostly an act of subversion on various levels that I can't define, you know, specifically, but I see it all the time, the more, the older I get. Uh, but yeah, well, so for again, you hook a kid early, actually better yet, you convince their parent that, you know, you and your lab coat uh, has got all the answers and you feed them Adderall and fucking opiates yeah. and re- five, you know, at Ritalin. five years old well, I, and I, you create well, an I, addict, I, correct? Yeah. Hold up, hold up, hold, hold up, because Apex made a made a really good point about that. Um, so a few things. First of all, I have to disclaim that we are uh, multi-streaming on the Whitfield Reports. Uh, oh, shit. What's up? What's up, Whitfield Report, gang? Uh, number What's two. Up, n- number two, I have to I have to disclaim. That I'm also uh, it's amusing that we're talking about drugs because I'm in the midst of drinking a beer, a Corona. Well, we, oh, that's not beer. We, oh, whatever. That's a you corona. Got, that's you not got beer. Corona? That's not we already beer. agreed. We yeah. already agreed that beer wasn't in the in the, the drug discussion anyway, Sammy. Like so the, you're fine. That's like Kool Aid. But you need to um, have you, you seen need how much they've been advertising during this fucking pandemic. That is one of the most oh, like God. slick but awful advertisements ever. Well, I love it. I'm in branding and advertising, and I think it's brilliant. I'm an ad major, so. <laughs> also, it's it's interesting that you guys bring up the Ritalin thing because I have a very interesting story. When I was when I was five years old, when I was five years old and going into kindergarten, um, my my mom went in to meet with uh, I guess like a few of the 
prospective uh, kindergarten teachers and, uh, you know, some of the school administrators because, uh, you know, with me being in a wheelchair, I needed some assistance. And so they, you know, basically I had what's called an I, uh, an IEP, like an individualized education plan. Um, and long story short, the the school psychologist at the time, this was like back in 1999 or 2000, can't remember what which, but um, the school psychologist back then wanted to put me on Ritalin and without meeting me face to face, um, without doing any like tests on me, based on the fact that according to like the preschool teachers or whatever, I guess, I wasn't paying attention to, in like math or whatever back then. Uh, so they wanted to be out in Ritalin. And my mother's reaction was basically, she said, if you even suggest that my son get put on Ritalin again, if you even mention it, I will sue this school district's ass into the ground. I you love not, your mother. You are not. Yeah. Putting, you are not putting my son on, uh, son on any drug. Yeah, your mom, his success story, man. Fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. So you know. I mean, she that, did fuck up. I mean, I mean, she did fuck up with having you drink Corona. I mean, that's terrible. Like, who, who does that? <laughs> well, Jesus. Well, he is I, beyond I, her control now. On that one, are you? Well, oh I my know god! My I mean, mom, Corona. Ugh. My that mom has... told me. What, my were mom you told all me... out of Kool Aid or something? What the hell? <laughs> my I, mom I, told I, me only only truck drivers drink beer. <laughs> Damn. Well, I, uh, Shit! I'm just drinking a fucking ice house right now, guys. I, ice I house. have. I have. Real? I also. I also have Budweiser, but unfortunately, it's not in the fridge right now. So. Um... Uh, Budweiser's not that great either. I like that Yang one. Yeah, no, you know what? You know what? You you know you know what I heard that Corona is. What? It, it's recycled homeless piss. That's that's what, that's what it is. Oh, so they got from Seattle. You know, I thought that was Bud Light. Probably. The, they used the, to call I, that Schlitz when I was a kid. The, Schlitz. The rumor when I was growing up was one in four <laughs> Coronas tested positive for urine. <laughs> <laughs> So hey guys, on a on a on a total topic change, kind of back to before Firecracker joined, mm -hmm. uh, I just checked my comments on these couple of clips that I uploaded mm -hmm. to my Owen Benjamin clip channel, oh, nice. and it appears and it appears the Owen haters also really hate our president. Uh, I've, ne I've never I've, seen such spicy I've, comments in my videos before. Oh. I, even from the bears i fucking i fucking predicted that i've i've been telling people for months that no for years that owen and his cult aren't actual conservatives no 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 oh uh sam you miss you misunderstand me sam i'm i'm saying that my fans the the, the viewers of my channel like the the regular commenters uh aside from a couple are like Fucking blah, 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 like all caps uh, posting comments. It's like whoa. It's well, actually kind of weird to are see. Are they the type that don't think Trump that they think Trump doesn't go hard enough? Oh no, no. they Probably. no. They think he's. They think he's. You know, like the the hard left 
stance on you know that he's just straight evil and he's inciting violence and uh he should i mean i, wow. I can't quote any of them of i can't quote theory. any of them off the top of my head hey, let's wait, see so, wait so you have you have liberals who sub to your channel who love the fact that you bash on hey ben, hey listen li sam uh i'm not gonna call this person out but the first two initials, the, the the initials are A and R, and they're subscribed to both of us. Yeah. Uh, this their this their comments. Trump I mean, may say some pretty words, but he appears powerless. This is not really about racism. It is an excuse to perpetuate the blame game. Loot, use violence, uh, feel uh, aggravated, and, and entitled, and engage in hooliganism, hate. Uh, oh, actually, that's a good one. Never mind. <laughs> um, so oh, does shit. that mean that they're and, voting for Biden? I don't know what they're voting for, but it's just it's just weird to see because my YouTube channel, I don't like guys, I'm not like an internet guy. Like uh I've I've lurked lurked around for, for years and watched random shit, but I, I started making videos about Owen Benjamin because I, I wanted to make fun of him for some reason. Uh and i I've made a bunch of really shitty ones and I've amassed like, you know, almost a thousand people. That I actually talked to and have had conversations with. That's how I met Sam. That's how I met, uh, you know, ultimately you guys. But um, it's just a weird. It's a weird dynamic because we always. It was my channel's always been about one thing, and I knew if I ever uploaded anything else, be it like my music or, uh, you know, anything else I wanted to clip, that it would cause some kind of rift. But I just. I just went hard on my stream before I joined you guys like 10 minutes ago or whenever. Uh, I played a clip of Andrew Breitbart's CPAC speech because I think it's still relevant as uh, I'll get out even for, uh, you know, today's. But uh, I've, I've kind of beefing with the quote-unquote America First crowd this week mm. because they don't think Trump's going hard enough and uh, also one of their leaders thought it would be funny to tweet out that uh, Black Lives Matter should burn down a Chick-fil-A so mm. so that's that's where we're at within like you know within the right wing kind of fighting each other yeah and I'm getting personally like really annoyed with it like that there's this constant infighting between now and I mean, it used to be really just between the the Trump MAGA populist crowd and the establishment. But now it's a fight between the establishment, the moderate MAGA crowd, and then the hardline America First crowd. And I mean, I think Nick Fuentes is a closeted homosexual, and he needs to just come out of the closet. <laughs> oh, absolutely. He could be the next Milo, dude. Could I, I think yeah. you'd like Milo. Well, did, well, did nice. you see his show well, with Milo? It was I great. Yeah. yeah. Well, 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 considering that the Gripers uh, fucking attacked, uh, you know, Sean and Alex for just being associated with Turning Point, which is, which is kind of how I got involved with Verse Media in the first place. Uh, Wait, what did but, they say about Alex? <laughs> well, well. Well, no, it was it was basically just you and they didn't mention Alex specifically, but they were like, you know, Turning Point PSU is with is like a bunch of homosexuals. So, and then <laughs> on one of the on one of the interviews that you and I did, just the two of us, Sean, one of the gripers 
I should have actually probably saved the comment, but I deleted it because of YouTube's like comment policy or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've been doing a few tonight. <laughs> one of mm -hmm. one of the one of the gripers uh, said that you and I should both be should both be thrown into an oven. <laughs> And There's so here, so maybe I will. That sounds like something Owen Benjamin would say. <laughs> and so you know, when when Nick and when Nick and his elk are actually, I'm now Nick didn't say that, but his but his fans said that. And when Nick, when Nick is the type of edge lord to say that, I mean, you know, basically, I'm only like a few years older than a kid, but I feel like he needs a spanking from. From so from someone. So. He probably what were you talking? Nick would probably enjoy the spanking because he is a closeted homosexual. So. <laughs> I do. You're gonna say Guys. that. What were you trying to say, Alex? I heard your your thing was going out again. Yeah, I was asking if someone's baking a pie because I keep talking about ovens over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he probably oh. baked pie too. <laughs> so uh, I got a I got a little clip of of Trump saying kung flu. Uh, did he say the rally earlier? Yes. He oh my God, he flu. fucking said kung flu. Yes. And it's awesome. I'm gonna. I don't know where to. I don't know where to post it. Did you guys it, see but... him throw the throw that he he really? It was the water. Oh yeah. my God! I love that. I love that. Yeah. Trump <laughs> with the water, the glass of water. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Danny Johnson just made a post. Uh, it says liberal tears. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> meme material dude, that's what he turns uh, out every rally that's that, dude that's exactly what he was doing i, I mean I, I you can't give him i can't give him enough credit you you know what i you know what right now on my live stream because on my live stream people can see my camera speaking of memes right now i know i know that alan powell is lurking in my chat and probably just like screen tabbing my my screen of me drinking Corona to make me. I can in. see you. I can say hi. I can see you. So. Well, one thing, um, I was you when you mentioned the Groypers and all these people. I felt like the one thing that that happens, like when when Nick says these like edgy tweets, and when people say these things in our comments, we always talk about it because it's hard to not look away. Like, let's be honest. But the double-edged sword to that is you give these people attention and that's how they rise up. And, well, I'm, and I'm not saying like we shouldn't talk about it, but what I'm saying is I th it, it's kind of like with Richard Spencer. He wouldn't be given – and I'm not trying to lump him in the same camp for anybody who says that and they are different people. But the, the reason even Richard Spencer, we know who his name is because people wouldn't stop talking about him. And there's certain sort of – you know things that you just can't not talk about but people deliberately like find stuff and like deliberately talk about them. and nick is i i i have complicated feelings on the guy because i don't know what he really believes i've heard th what people have said he really believes and that's what concerns me but and the people he hangs out with concern me too but he seems like somebody that does understand what he's doing He's a talented and effective individual, but he needs some he needs some really like he he goes too far with certain things that it can come off as not 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 like like when Milo goes like edgy and hard and provocative, that's what it is. 
But when Nick it, does, he goes it, too it, it, far, it, and it, it's kind of rude and like jerky. When, when when Milo does it, it's obvious it's satire, and it's it's. Trolling. I mean, it's yeah, it's obvious. When when Nick does it, it's it's kind of like and weird. It, it, it's kind of like is he joking or is he? So here, so here's why I focus so much on like Nick Fuentes and also the Owen ben, Benjamin types because. I feel like every time I ignore them, right? I always get some normie, uh, you know, just some. They're like, why aren't you talking about X, Y, and Z? Well, no, I always get like, I always get some. So like, oh, so Nick Fuentes is Nick. They they think that like, they think that because like Nick Fuentes said you know X, Y, or Z that like all of conservatism now, you know, thinks X, Y, or Z. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I always, I'm always like, he's got, now, now I have, now I have, I'm like, okay, let me explain. So it becomes like a, it becomes like a whole thing. So I end up having to explain it either way to people. And so I'm like, I might as well just address on the show and reinforce to people publicly that I don't, you know, I think we do have some nut jobs on our own side. So mm. well, I mean, Nick Fuentes, he 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 just looks like a guy that's like sexually repressed. Like like just let <laughs> just let it let it let it let it let a chick touch your penis or something. Like and then if you're not into chicks, hey, let a dude touch your penis. I don't know. Dude, I don't know. as Gavin McGinnis said at the CPAC after party, he said, you know, we have all these groupers here, and you know, you guys look, you're young. Stop worrying about for Israeli like foreign policy and start worrying about getting laid. Yeah, I know, right? That that freaking, you know, the 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 interaction of women touching your private parts—that is fantastic. I mean, that is just something else, you know. And you know, when you don't have that, I don't, I don't know what's worse. I don't know, you know. And Nick, I think it's tell, you Nick, need Nick it. Nick is kind of weird. He's got that weird. <laughs> That's well said, Phil. Yeah, like that. He's got that weird vibe of like, yeah, nobody's touched my ding dong ever, you know. And so you, you know. And- Get, you know, well, get, feel here, better. Here's my sort of thoughts on that. Like, as much as those people do suck, you know, they aren't the ones in power that we should be worrying about right now. You don't see, sure. like, you know, the whatever, like the alt right forming, like, city blocks, like, chops and shit. The most they'll do is, like, go and fucking bring tiki torches to a fucking protest. You know, like, these people aren't the ones in power. And honestly, like the more you bring them up, the more drama you just start between them. So it just kind of feels, at least to me, like it's not even worth it. Like, you know, if they do something notable, you know, maybe bring something up then, but if they're just being themselves, like I don't really give a shit. You know, the people- They're kind of like a deep state Hollywood, kinda. Yeah, the, the people that matter, the actual communists who are in charge of the establishment, who are in charge of the, um, you know, who are in charge of colleges, those people matter because they have direct institutional power over people and they implement their message. If the alt-right were in charge of college admissions or like Fortune 500 companies, then that would be a different discussion. And then, you know, we could bring them up more. But, you know, we're focusing on the wrong enemies here, I feel. Well, mm. yeah, I mean, I, I listen, I, I think that, you know, we can focus on maybe not just the wrong enemies but like all all of the enemies but maybe that's just the italian and me i want to i want to deal with all all our energy 
all about our enemies into the, into the people in my chat. No, I am not going. I'm not going to chug them. So to address a hey, nation. Did you just say you're Italian? Did you just say you're Italian, Sam? Uh -oh. I'm I'm half. Uh, I'm half. Oh, Italian. you're half Italian. All right. Yeah, all right. So what, I'm. What did you think? I'm, so what did you think, Sam? What did you think about the uh, Christopher Columbus statues getting torn down? Because I heard Christopher Columbus is your guy. What what's what's the deal? Okay, so. In relation to all of that stuff, I have to be completely honest and tell you guys that I was a bit depressed this week, um, especially on thir especially on Thursday. If any of you guys heard my Thursday uh, Whitfield report, I was I was depressed because uh, I mean Black Lives Matter and Antifa are just running around tearing down statues, and cops are like. Uh, I mean, the cops have literally gone on strike and they're not out there. And it, it like, it, I don't know, it's kind of been building in me for a while, but on Thursday, it just kind of like, uh, you know, like I wasn't even mad, mad enough to scream. It, I was just kind of like, oh, you know, I was like, I was honestly in a, in a depressed stoop because I feel like, you know, America's burning down and almost no one is doing nothing about it. So yeah, the, the the Christopher Columbus thing pissed me off. I'll tell you what pissed me off even more was the George Washington statue. Yeah. George, you want to talk about a guy who's my guy. It's not Christopher Columbus. George Washington is my guy. Uh, and yeah. I like how Trump, uh, he, he mentioned that and how they tore it down and wrapped an American flag around it and set it on fire. And he wants to... He, I mean, he's talking to the senators there, the Oklahoma senators or whatever. And uh, he's like, he wants to institute or, you know, or build some legislation that, uh, you know, enacts jail time for one year if you burn the American flag. You can stop it, do whatever, but if you, if you burn it, like you desecrate, uh, like free speech is important. I forget exactly what he said. I clipped that too. I should probably upload See, that. See, I don't think well. he should do that at all. That to me is a uh, big problem. That is yeah. very anti-First Amendment, which would really hurt his pro-free speech brand because I hate anybody that burns the American flag is, in my opinion, a traitor. But you should be allowed to burn the American flag because they it is an expression of speech and it is not harming uh, anyone. I agree. But it was just... his. Good. Oh. No, 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 God. Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Now, now, my thing with that is you're going to turn a whole lot of libertarians against the Republican Party. I mean, the ones that are still in there, there was yeah. a decent amount of libertarians in the Republican Party. You do I that. Do. One, it's going to get shot down by the Supreme Court. It's been done. Sure. Of course. Yeah. That's the whole point, though, is he I was think... like, he, he was just saying it's disgusting. Like, one year in prison is what he yeah. thinks it's worth. I think, oh, I you know, see. To, I to see. I think that. Yeah. Yeah. I like, see. What he's I'm, saying, I'm yeah. all for you know. Hey, hey. If you want to burn, if you want to burn a flag, go for it. But I, I will say this: if you are, like, if you're a government employee, and you and you you burn a flag, you get fired, and there's no rehiring. Uh, if you're in the military and you burn a flag, you're out. Same thing. You're I'm out. Curious, you're not actually. getting back. You're not getting back in. When you bring um, that up, have there been cases of military, like people currently like enlisting the military burning the flag, and have there been consequences against them? Uh, there 
have been actually hmm. uh there was one well i know there's one uh there was like an ar the army wife that wiped her ass with the american flag and posted it on social media my question is how can you an army wife if she's not employed by the u.s military well i think because she was they were living on on post housing i think oh. they threw her they threw her off the base like they they were like nope you gotta live off base now that's appropriate. I, I, yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, if you're in the military, if you're in the government and you do that, yeah, you should absolutely be punished. It's like, you know, how in the U.S. you can say, like, whatever you want to say. You can say, like, stupid shit. You can say racist shit. You can say hateful shit. But, you know, you can still get fired from your job. Yeah. yeah. But saying something, saying something and burning something, it's almost like an act of violence oh, against no. the country. Right. No. I mean, the most or is like if they set the fire in an improper location, I think they can charge them with that. But if it's not that, that's true. You know, yeah. Yeah, the Supreme Court has ruled that. I mean, because they've had these mm -hmm. cases brought to them that flag burning is protected as long as you are doing it sort of. Um, I don't want to say, well, I guess controlled is the right word. You know, you're not like doing it like an open field uh, that's super dry during wildfire season and you're burning a flag there that's a big no-no because you're going to start mm -hmm. fucking wildfire and kill people. And yeah, it's a whole big problem all in of itself. But if you're doing like in the street, you burn it. doesn't matter. It's fine. Nobody's harmed. Mm -hmm. It's, it's kind of like when you bring up like, um, violence on and like act of war and all these other things. Some people say it's kind of like, um, what's interesting is t to see how they've ruled on things. Like you'll see people, make speeches and they're going to say like well we're going to bomb the shit out of isis we're going to kill isis you are that some people say well wait a second isn't that a act of violence and it's technically not because you are you're advocating for a policy you're not necessarily saying hey you sir right there go kill that person um but if you say like you know i shouldn't even say it on this because somebody could technically say it's violence but if i said hey I'm going to kill X or hey you go kill X that's not protected but if you advocate for like a certain like policy stance it's like a blanket thing that's not aimed at a particular person that is protected well that's that's kind of interesting because that you bring that up because I mean again not to bring up Owen Benjamin but that was at <laughs> that was actually where the trouble started with uh Owen for me, believe it or not, because uh, he he basically like falsely accused a, a friend of mine of trying to like poison his kids through some ridiculous, uh, you know, which was ridiculous to begin with. But then he also said, if anyone comes after my family, uh, kill all of them or something. So he basically made a threat on the live stream and YouTube didn't do anything about it. And neither, and like the people who, you know, he threatened, like they weren't able to bring a lawsuit or anything. So it, it, yeah, that's kind of interesting that, you know, we're talking about that because, you know. Well, I like, think if you say, you know, son's going after my family, you can, you can be inferred that then he means violently. And that would be, you know, self-defense at that point and defending people who are defenseless which i feel is different 
You know, like if you say, hey, if you come and like smack me with a stick, I'll smack you back with a stick. That's not really a call to action. That's just saying, hey. Like gay. Oh, no, what, no, what, what it, what it amounts I'll to in this you case. Dick, you bitch. What <laughs> <laughs> no, it amounts to first call to action. Is in, in uh, in this is, case though, is not only did he falsely accuse these people with no, I mean, with with no evidence, uh, but he spelled their names out. Uh, on a live and, stream that I was actually watching, and Doc, uh, yeah, and inferred that he wanted people to do something about it. But don't, no, don't do anything about it. But somebody should definitely do something about it. These people are dangerous, and you know, violent rhetoric without crossing that line. I mean, I, I think he actually did, uh, but it could be argued, I think legally, that he didn't because he he never said go kill those people, as uh, uh, Dexter I think was just saying. You know, th there's. The legalese is, that's another thing. There's a lot of things wrong in this country, but it is mostly good, <laughs> I think. Yeah, but, I see you have to see go. But, you have to go, Donnie. So thank you for coming on. Yep, thanks again, as always. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate you guys. Uh, puppy duty. <laughs> yeah, have All a good right. night, Donnie. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. See you, Donnie. Nathan says Owen's out there past Pluto. <laughs> yeah, it's, I think he's further than that. Um, yeah, he might have an actual mental illness. Like honestly, yeah. no, I, I, he definitely does. And to be quite honest with you, like I can't even, I can hardly stomach it. He's, it, I used to it's so enjoy making fun of him, <laughs> but it just got to the, uh, you know, you feel like you're me, beating I, up I think, a mentally ill patient at some point. Uh, <laughs> All right, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, though, it's my old people. What the hell? Yeah, piece of shit my, here. <laughs> my, my little brother died, and it like everything lost. It's uh, everything became less fun, and including that because it took. For... It, 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 I made really shitty videos, really shitty videos, just with a fucking screen recorder on my phone. Uh, Apex, and... Apex, your shitty videos are artwork masterpieces. Uh, they're part of the lore, that's for sure. I mean, I'll never, I'll never escape that. I uh, mean, luckily, my, my luckily my channel's not tied to my real name uh, <clears throat> yet. I mean, I, I, I mean, I think, I think, Sean, is it, is it you who, you and I have talked about the movie Blade Runner, or was that yes. another? Yes, yes, we have very extensively. Well, okay, well, people, people have said that Blade Runner was a shitty movie when it first came out, and yet Blade Runner is a masterpiece. So yeah, maybe he's got the next Blade Runner. So, well, so what I'm trying to say is, Apex is the is the Ridley Scott of YouTube uh, troll troll clips. So. <laughs> we well, you know the funny uh, thing too uh, is like Owen Benjamin is actually, you know, he's one of those people that's very fringe now, but. Talk about a guy where, yeah, he does have a mental illness, but I think the more interesting study on him, not only should you study his mental illness, but study how the censorship broke this man. Because oh, yeah. he didn't go really well, downhill till the censorship hit. And I've noticed so with other people, you know, people that I love not... have gone more extreme because of the censorship. Yeah. Well, that, there's no doubt that that's true, but that's. Uh, or uh, I mean, the overall point you're making is true, but with Owen in particular, uh, um, the spiral started um, at, uh, with the incident that Sam was talking about. And yeah. To a greater ex to a greater extent, the uh, 
Owen's quote unquote best friend who was, uh, you know, stealing valor and Owen refused to accept that when people tried to show him evidence and he started banning people and uh, that started his spiral, which started the censorship. So, I mean, the censorship definitely played a part, but he has been drifting from fringe topic topic to fringe topic for well over a year now. Oh yeah, just I mean trying the seeds were there. The drinking too made it worse. The drinking just spiraled it faster. I watched him normal, and then one day he was like nuts. Well, I, I that's the thing. My liberal friend that is subscribed to my YouTube channel likes to use Owen against me. He he, he equates Owen to Donald Trump and like uh, the conservative ideals. He thinks I'm in some kind of cult mindset, <laughs> and I'm not even listen. I'm, I I have I have so many pages of fucking text messages between him and I that are baffling to me. This is my oldest friend in the world, 22 years at least now. Um, but, ah, uh, shit, what was the point? Most people don't even the, know who freaking uses, Owen is. He uses Owen against you. Oh, yeah, yeah, he uses Owen against me because he thinks that, uh, again, that I'm in some kind of cult because all he's, all he's seen of Owen is what I've posted in clips, which is me making fun of him mm -hmm. after he, he, he lost his shit. But when I found Owen, uh, that dude wouldn't even say Jews. Yeah. Uh, like on stream, he would be like, he, he would make play parody songs all day. Just play piano, make shit up, look at the chat, talk to people, look at memes. Uh, and he would be playing a song about a conspiracy or something. And the line he was saying would so clearly rhyme with Jews and he would stop and like his brain would work for a second. He would say Saudi Arabia or something like something other than, you know what I mean? And I was like, he's a totally different That's person. Paranoid schizophrenia. Kind of. Yeah. It kind of looks that way, but he was very, the point is he was very normal. He was, he, uh, he seemed like a, I remembered seeing his stand up uh, many years prior on comedy central, at least one of them. And he looked kind of familiar as an actor. I wasn't sure from where, uh, but how funny. Uh, yeah, right. right. Uh, but, you know, seeing him on YouTube, he was he seemed like a uh, like a red pilled fucking Hollywood dude. He was like, yeah, dude, I fucking cut trees down and uh, with my brother and I'm all about family, etc, etc. Et and he played piano for a couple hours. He wore his glasses and drank coffee, <laughs> you know, you, eventually opened packages from uh, his fans. You know, he opened a package of gummy dicks and then it all started. You know, you know, what was weird was like back in the day when he was normal and I first joined, you know, the the, the thing with John Eric Hayden and all those guys. Uh, I remember, remember like after Owen got kicked off of Twitter, like I was saying, hey, Owen, you should talk to Milo uh, Yiannopoulos because, you know, he's been censored by Twitter, too. And I, I feel like, you know, you guys are both funny and you guys both have like a good sense of humor and. I think you guys would really hit it off. And Owen's response to me in the one DM that like where he and I interacted was, uh, uh, Sam, I don't know. Uh, Milo is, is, you know, pretty controversial and he's been associated. He's been associated. He's been associated with the alt right before. And I'm just not sure if I want to, you know, associate with that level of controversy. <laughs> and that, and that, and, so like he was originally afraid of being lumped in with you know Milo because Milo was quote unquote too controversial. Then he goes from that yeah. to 
Then he goes from that to screaming about Jews in just a matter of months. That that that's to me that's what was so mind blowing was it wasn't like a it wasn't like a progressive it wasn't like an overtime thing to me it was like it was quick. like it was, to me it, it was, was actually like, yeah it was Go overnight ahead, almost it was overnight almost he did a Britney well, Spears it was a psychotic break yeah well you know and it all listen it, the timeline is very easy to follow uh, it's kind of convoluted and it's pretty long. But it's very easy to follow with channels like Milker Nation, especially on YouTube, mm -hmm. uh, who's done a pretty good job of, you know, doing what I do, but way or did, but way better, way better production uh, and resources. But, uh, you know, again, it started with the incident Sam's talked about. And then, listen, he was groomed into the Internet by Steven Crowder. That's where all of what he is now comes from, because he worked for Steven Crowder. He wrote bits for Steven Crowder and he was on his show, et cetera. Um, and he called him his best friend for a long time. Yeah. And I then think that's how I found one, Owen. Yeah. And yeah. then one day, one day, Owen, uh, actually, you know what? I found Owen through Dick Masterson way back in the day. Uh, but um, anyway, uh, oh, fuck. My brain's not working. <laughs> I lost you were point saying again. how he how he came in. He came in through um, Crowder. He, he, That's right, Crowder. Crowder. I thought and it was he, Alex Jones. Oh no, yeah. no, Stephen Crowder was his was his uh, the Christian uh, part that he's still trying to play uh, because that that the Christian thing that's essential to his place on the internet and his making money. That's what's that's the one thing that he still holds from Stephen Crowder, and he. He learned that from Stephen Crowder. I mean, you can watch it happen uh, through his timeline, but, but you um, can't be you can't be a Christian and talk shit on Jews all day long. Oh, sure you can. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I don't care. But well, one thing I'll pivot uh, to actually this. Well, yeah, I would say I don't. I actually don't like talking about Owen anymore. But I, I mean, the the overall point of him as a mental, you know, health patient on the internet uh, with influence is is relevant it's, yeah. that's the whole reason i started making it, videos it, about him you know no, it's, it's a good a, thing to bring up it's astounding on honestly that's all i was gonna say well and the other thing too to to uh you know to uh your point about own being a being a christian uh you know too is uh he recently went off on the holy trinity too and i yeah uh, alex wanted to yeah what did you you wanted to pivot to something? I heard that though, Sam. Oh yeah, I was gonna say that with this kind of you know all these sort of like right wing uh, media figures and e celebs remind me of. I recently discovered, well, I should say technically rediscovered because I didn't realize I'd seen him before. Was Lee Stranahan? This is somebody you brought up, Sam. I was gonna ask you about this, but I never real. I saw this guy because um, he was on uh, Infowars on Bandot video talking about Steve Bannon and how Bannon was really actually pushing for John Bolton to be in the White House and how Bannon yeah. was actually anti-Trump secretly. I mean, there's some... And to give some uh, background, Lee Stranahan used to work for Breitbart as one of their writers. I forget exactly his title, but I didn't realize I saw this guy at the National File event uh, on day one of CPAC. I, I, I looked at him like, this guy looks familiar. Where did I see him before? And I figured out, I was like, oh, shit. It was 
that guy. And I I seen quite a few things about him now because he talks some stuff about Bannon. He said some not so nice things about Cernovich and Jack Posobiec. And Where, also not some nice things about Milo, which I'm like, I, I don't know how I feel about this guy. I'll be honest. Well, I I have to be I have to be honest, Sean. I'm not I'm not that much of a Cernovich fan anymore, um, for various re for various reasons, which I don't want to get into quite yet. Um, but there's a documentary coming out on Cernovich very soon, which I think, you know, will be pretty in- interesting. Oh, who's um, making that documentary? Well, uh, one. One of my one of my affiliates. So, hmm. um, oh, no. uh, here, here's yeah. here, here's what here's what I will say about Cernovich. Um, Cernovich, Cernovich, I do think he's done some good work, but he has danced around a lot of the allegations against him. What allegations? Sexual assault, supposedly that he uh, settled. You know, in accord with the sexual assault um, allegation, um, and I mean, he he also, in regards to Lee, in regards to Lee Stranahan, and this is kind of where I take issue. He basically claimed a lot of Lee's work as his own to promote to promote the Gorilla Mindset brand back in in the day. So, you know, I, so all I'm trying to say at Cernovich is like, I'm kind of 50 50 on him at this point. So, yeah, this Lee guy, he's I, like, I, I just don't know how I feel about him because there's, he does have some level of credibility working at Breitbart. He would know the shit that goes down in there, but to, to be fair, I, he doesn't I don't know. To be fair, he doesn't, he doesn't like Ben either. He, he, yeah, he, true. He, he, he was he, right about the Ben Shapiro thing completely. The ben. I don't like Ben. Ugh, that's a trigger. I don't like Ben. Well, yeah. okay. Okay, so here's the thing about Ben Shapiro. I used to like Ben. I I actually, my, my claim to fame, at least prior to Owen, is I actually interviewed Ben Shapiro on my old show back when I was in high school in 2012. Um, and I interviewed Ben specifically about uh, Andrew Breitbart and basically like I asked Ben what Andrew Breitbart was like um, because because Breitbart had died earlier that year and I, I knew that he and Ben were like you know really close together and I also knew that um, you know that like Ben was kind of his I guess protege at the time so I interviewed Ben about Andrew and I will say this about Ben. I think back in the day, he was really good and really spot on. And I think he still has potential to redeem himself. I but, I, but I think he really suffers from Trump derangement syndrome. And that's his ultimate problem, just mm-hmm. like Glenn, just like yeah, Glenn, yeah. Glenn Beck. I heard that. I heard that. Uh... From a very from a very semi reliable source that Ben Shapiro is still a virgin. 
I don't think he is. You know what I think? I think I. He's not. He's got a couple kids. But I also heard. I also heard. Yeah, I also heard that he got. That 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 uh, he got his wife pregnant via turkey baster. So, that's <laughs> oh. dude, oh come on, don't. <laughs> yeah, no. You know what I think got to everybody that we're talking about. I gotta go in a second, but I had so much fun tonight. But I think what happened to ev- every single one we're discussing is their narcissist, like their overt narcissism came out. With Cernovich, it was like over the top, and I. I couldn't even listen to these guys anymore because something started growing inside of them. Whereas before, when they were newbies, they were really fun to listen to and they were really smart. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was stimulating conversation. And then once they made it and they became like a, to us, you know, a household name, they went off the deep end with their ego and they're they're really, they would, they're great guys. Very well put. Yeah. Very well put. The the curse of the Isolib, I guess. Yeah. We're all doing Because... Because Ben Shapiro's wife is a doctor, so she she I heard she she tried to become a doctor so she could figure out how to have kids without actually fucking Ben. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> well, I, I well I also Ben Ben admitted to me that Andrew would always sneak into his office at Breitbart and like post Playboy centerfolds uh, on on Ben's. I would cubicle. do that. That's funny. Um, that's and, not very kosher and and then uh, and then just like stand behind uh ben and like whisper something like boobies or something uh, like that because andrew had the sense of a 13 had the sense of humor of like a 13 year old boy so which i mean that that's that's what I, that's what i would do if i if i were working with ben shapiro i would just be yeah. i would just i would just be going up to uh Ben every five minutes and just whispering, boob, boob, <laughs> and just like probably triggering him or something like that. So, well, speaking of uh, right wing east celebs, I want to pivot to one more thing, uh, which is uh, that uh, Lauren Southern is back and she's got dark hair, she's back and rocking a brunette, her natural hair. Oh man, probably. Go. I got so oh, excited. Man. And that they're, they're saying she's rocking black hair for Black Lives Matters. Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, I've heard some rumors about her uh, that could kind of um, corroborate that in a different way. That's I'll leave it at that. But she, her video, and there's a lot because well, I'll give you some context. When we interviewed Milo on our channel, it was after he wrote that article about. Um, these two cameramen that were in right wing circles now they were basically sat trying to sabotage it take money um dox people and ruin people's lives they're told phonies they took money from tommy robinson they tried to dox i think they know they did dox gab mcginnis and lauren southern knew what they were doing and she kept them around and i think she even did some other stuff uh i don't know how deep it goes but she comes out with this video of, oh, I'm back, guys. Oh, I was just taking time off with the kids because uh, I was pregnant. I found a guy. She didn't really dive deep into, like, this her husband much. Like, oh, I found him, and he's, like, so magical. It's just like, oh, yeah, I had kids, uh, which I, I kind of think the first pregnancy was a bit unplanned. That's my guess. I'm not saying it's true, but that's my guess. She has a second kid on the way now. And 
she's like, oh, I'm going to be looking at things objectively. I'm going to be going in, making documentaries, not with my opinion going into it, but going in with an open mind and asking questions as if I don't know what's going on. And the whole video, something fell off about her, and it felt so freaking fake. It was like the fakest thing I've ever seen. I didn't buy a single word she said from the second it started. And... Man, Paul Joseph Watson's Twitter. Yeah, Nobody's watching this. That I, timeline I is savage. I saw I saw that because you were posting them in the Versa Media Discord, and I was I have to admit, like like, like I said, I was kind of depressed because of the Black Lives, you know, because of the whole country burning down. Yeah, me too. But but I will say, Sean, that you made my day <laughs> that day just by posting those because like I was, I, I was, like, I haven't been this depressed in a, in a while because of the whole country burning down. So let me just put that in context. But I was laughing my ass off <laughs> re- reading those, reading that like tweet stream of uh, Paul Joseph Joseph Watson. Well, well, the thing is, the lore behind that is something Milo revealed on the kill stream, which is that Paul Joseph Watson slept with Lauren Southern, and. I don't blame him for a second for doing that. But when he did do it, uh, Lauren did what Lauren always does to guys in right-wing circles. is She left them the next morning high and dry. And But with Paul, she left him with something a little special, which was a little bracelet that had 1488 written on it. And for those who don't know, it's, oh, it's a white supremacist. Shit. Yeah, number code thing. And she did as, I guess, some like super edgy joke, but Paul did not like that one bit. And he knows a bunch of other shit, apparently, about Lauren Southern. So it's a fascinating fucking thing. I'll pull up the tweets because they're hilarious. But well, he was just unloading because she was deleting YouTube comments, calling her out on her past, and she would not reply to him uh, about anything. Uh, privately, and she leaks screenshots of the private conversations. I think, they, well, I think they just need to sleep again and sleep with each other again, and just end <laughs> the whole, you know, the sexual repression because there's definitely well, some tension there. There is well, tension. Sh- yeah. Well, well, Sean, wasn't it you who was like, who like, who like DM'd me and was like, I, I hate to break it to you, Sam, but your e wife is already married, or it was I don't know yeah. if that was you or someone. That doesn't mean shit. She's and 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 then and then I said thing like, I'm like, oh, that's okay. Millie 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 Weaver is the one I'm actually after. So, and actually, and actually, that's not even the case anymore because uh, you know, if if people follow my Twitter, then you know what I'm up to. So, Ooh. Uh, uh-oh. Sam's hey, busy. this is this is boy talk. I'm gonna go, you guys, because I'm not a lesbian. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> what no, were you gonna really, say? I, uh, I said it looks like we got her scared away with all that locker room banter. <laughs> no, locker like, room talk and that toxic masculinity. So. Oh, give me some of that. Mm. <laughs> okay, you guys, I'm gonna go now. But thank you all so right. much. I really enjoyed. It. Have a great night. <laughs> Why right, have to go on. Okay. So all of our women are gone. Now we can yeah. really have some fun. Now we can get to the man talk. Huh? Mm-hmm. The fucking man talk. Huh? So Lauren Southern, yes. <laughs> 
she slept with every right wing guy in every single freaking like part of the world and got material from them. Is they ghost like, wrote for her? It's like the fucking birthday cake at a party. Everybody's getting a piece. <laughs> Except us. Uh, but we weren't at the birthday party, so yeah, we weren't yeah. invited. Hey, I'm hey, I'm tr I'm trying to get more female guests on the Whitfield report. I I really am trying, but you should get Donnie, man. I was actually going to tell you that yeah. earlier. You I, should bring I, Donnie on. I I I do I do want to get get Donnie on. I'm 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 going to. Um, but I I I need to I need to DM I need to DM her because I was I was lazy and semi depressed this week, admittedly. Here's so. what Paul said on Twitter, by the way. I'll, I'll cheer you up. Re replaying these greatest hits. I mean, this is just, this is the best e-drama ever happening right now. He said, I'm not releasing the full Lord Southern info. And then parentheses, he goes, it's, and it's pretty bad because she broke the code and released private DMs, which is unforgivable. Also, she went mute after I asked her why she was deleting YouTube comments. Why are you deleting them at Lauren Southern? And then he said, also, I'm totally releasing all the Lauren Southern info unless she films herself taking a knee and apologizing to me. <laughs> yeah, totally. Fucking A. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. Literally, everyone asks, are you okay every time I challenge anyone on Twitter? Yes, I'm doing fucking fantastic. <laughs> Stop sending these cringe messages. I'm having fun. It's all bullshit. We're all going to die. Stop freaking they're out. That, they're that. They're that that um they're that couple that's like in high in high school that you know they're like into each other but they're like but they hate each know, other like yeah it's like will you two just fucking get it over with jesus <laughs> oh god it's just hilarious and his original tweet oh yeah yeah he challenged her to a debate too <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, and then Lauren started like either deleting or hiding her like tweet replies, and he literally says like it can't be viewed inside this. He goes, "This e thought Lauren Southern challenged me, yet ended up deleting literally all of her tweets because she's a fraud." I respect people who stand by their positions, whether left or right, but evidently she doesn't have the fortitude to do that. Very disappointing. Also, there's a code which you don't leak private messages without permission. That's what Lauren did, which is pathetic. I'll be making a full response video unless she publicly apologizes to me for her dreadful behavior. If not, it's on. It's drama, uh, and I will escalate. <laughs> oh, shit. It's going down. Yeah. Oh, God. Spicy. Very spicy. Yeah, you literally said debate me, bitch. You know I will win. She probably, there's a good chance. What what do you, what, what are the chances that she came back on? Because like, she's not like, she's not being satisfied anymore. In her present situation. No, now, I know what you mean. Or some sort of excitement or whatever. That's the thing is, why is she really back? Yeah. Why? And will she give up her uh, e thoughty past? Well, this is what I'm saying, because if she's doing it, like, if she's an e-thought, then, you know, she's probably doing this for some action. Like, you know, she's, apparently if she vanished because she got married and was having a couple of kids, and now she's back all of a sudden, I don't know, maybe, 
maybe maybe there's not no more exciting uh personal life and then you know try to look for something i don't know well like i like i told you guys before i mean i i blew it because uh a friend of mine one took me up with uh laura loomer so you know if i if i had played my cards right i could have been mr laura loomer or something like, like mr that. sam loomer <laughs> i i no, i would have made i would have made her change my mine it wow mine it. what a I trad make, I actually, I actually, I actually told my mom that, and she's like, "Really?" I, she's like, uh, and and my mom's like, "Why didn't, why didn't you?" I'm like, "Eh," I, I'm like, "I didn't know, I didn't know how you would feel about, you know, about my kids being half Jewish." And my mom's like, "Eh, I don't care. I just want you." Yeah. That's not very progressive of you, Sam. I just want you to have kids at this point, so. <laughs> The, the tweet that started this all though from Paul is when he said right wing YouTuber suddenly quote returns claiming to be a nuanced centrist having disappeared at the exact point where everyone else was fucked over and banned for the last 18 months having thrown them under the bus by funding the very people responsible for that that's in reference to the cameramen inauthentic and then the replies he just digs in he's like also why doing response on your YouTube blah 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 and then that's when Lauren shows the screenshot that Paul, um, uh, that he was like when he the messages he sent her on, on WhatsApp, and it looks like he's asking about deleting comments on the video, and then he just goes, "Can't answer, fraud, disappointed, so disappointed, you can't answer, so pathetic, Jesus, just allow the comments, it's not hard, pathetic, how dare you, fuck off, leave me alone." Uh, thought higher of you, but after tonight, no. Just have a family life, enjoy it, and protect your kid. Much respect for that, but otherwise, fuck off. <laughs> can, can I ask? Uh, didn't Paul? Didn't Paul actually like lose a kid and like? I I I had a daughter, and then the the daughter like died of crib death or something like you know like sad what? like that. Really. Yeah, like I like I could have I could have sworn that like Paul was like I'm I'm not saying this to be like edgy or anything like that, but like I could have legitimately sworn that Paul just Watson was married like a few years ago, and then he had a daughter, and then like she died the same day she was born or something like really sad like that, and it it like broke him and his wife apart at the time understandably huh so. yeah i didn't, i had not heard of that at all i've always liked paul he's awesome yeah. i've i've always i've i've i i actually liked him better than i liked alex for a while because Same. like because like i always said i i for like for the longest time i thought alex i thought alex was like a crazy 911 you know, conspiracy guy. So I never really liked him, but then Paul would always come and I would always watch him. And I was like, okay, this guy was, is good. It, and it was, again, it was only once I heard Alex on Joe Rogan that Same. I gave him yeah. a, another chance. So, yeah. And actually it's funny. I'm on Lauren Southern's Twitter page and you want to, it comes up on the right with, you may, you might also like, and it lists some accounts. And usually, like with like let's say Trump, it'll list like uh, some of his kids or his associates. 
for Lauren Southern, it shows only one person, Richard Spencer. Oh, shit. It would have been funny if they had Paul Joseph Watson on there. <laughs> but, yeah, they just have Richard Spencer there. That's, uh, that's, that's weird, right? That, like, Gavin McGinnis and, like, all these other people are banned, but Richard Spencer is somehow, like, still on. Mm. It's almost like he's not influential. It's almost like they need him. The left, that is. It, it, it's it's almost like he and Nick Fuentes are on the payroll of the radical left. So you think they're both feds? Man, I mean, in Minecraft, allegedly, I'll, I'll just say, <laughs> I'll I'll just say allegedly for right for right now, but uh. Well, my you know, I, I've, I've, fed. I've been, I've been proven, I've been proven right before. I mean, let me, let me ask you that. Let me ask you this. Why is Richard Spencer famous? Okay. That's the first question. And then where did Nick Fuentes come from? Why, why is he famous? Why is a, a why is like a 22 year old kid who no one's ever heard of suddenly become like, a quote-unquote overnight, you know, success, and, you know... Well, Nick's a bit different because he actually... I'd known about him before the Groyper Wars, and he had a growing channel that was doing quite well, but his what, what really kicked things off was when Charlie Kirk wouldn't... His security team wouldn't let him uh, take a picture of him and wouldn't let him into that event... And that started trending big time because it was like, oh, why is this conservative guy keeping people out of events? And then Nick starts sending, uh, encouraging Groypers to do certain things at his events. So his his claim to fame was was pretty organic, and it, it's not <laughs> like it came out of nowhere. But I do know what you and, mean, though. And to some... be and to be fair, I I know you got well, well actually, hmm. This is a bad topic to bring up on air, but I'll just say I don't like Charlie Kirk personally because of some stuff that he did to my friends, which I've shared with you guys about privately. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 I don't like Charlie Kirk, but I do like some of the people that work on that work for Turning Point. Most notably, you guys. Even though I guess now Not anymore. <laughs> you, we were we were different though. Like we we, I mean, yeah, we were kind of turning point, but we really weren't. Like we had our own, like we definitely had our own personality. D- Dictator. Like it wasn't like, uh, like we were just right along the line because because we had we when we we've had a couple. We had that one speaking event that I think we went completely against the grain as far as tp went like they did not want i don't think they wanted that speaking event at all and no just like, they didn't well, want to bring so it, we're doing it anyway so can so okay i hate to i hate to blast the fucking doors off the hinges then but can i ask you uh what's your opinion of tpusa now as graduates let me just ask that 
I think that the local people are, are good, like the local groups are fine, but the problem is the national organization. It's kind of like the college Republicans, you know, just Republicans in general. Well, the college Republicans are different, though, because, like, well, I think the college Republicans are more, I, I it's like, I, I think that the, well, I kind of agree with that. Like, the t turning point is kind of like it's a separate like the local chapters are a separate identity from the national yep. identity like you have like a lot of these these groups that have their own thing going on and then it's like kind of different from the national level and then you have like well college republicans and i said this today in in another chat somewhere else uh i like the the CRs they're basically representative of the establishment, but Republicans, which are they're weak as fuck. Like they're just like weak pushover bitches. Like and and like they just have the they'll simp to anything, like anything at all. <laughs> you know they they avoid conflict. There's no friction. There's no standing up for what I believe in. There's no. It's just like well. It's we everything want wrong with the Republican Party in one. They party. are absolutely the the local republic like like with Penn State, the local college Republican it issues are the same fucking issues as the national, like in terms it's of where the these people come from. And it's they're like they're grooming it's like it's like the the pedophile groomers. They're just grooming them up to be more fucking weirdos when they get older. Like and that's exactly what we're doing because you know you see it you, you, you we've seen it in the years that we were there they're just the same they're, they're just the same shady backstabbing pieces of shit that you know the establishment fucking republicans are you know it's just like you know you this is this is this is part why we feel like trump is probably the greatest republican maybe in our lifetime because He's not your traditional republic. He's he's tough. He stands up. He's he pushes back. And this is something like he's he's he is the beacon of strength in a fucking place that sorely needs it. And that like and it's like we know this and yet it's like the same shit. It's just the same shit with the college republicans. It's like, well, did you not see the 2016 election? Did you not see the 2018 election? There's a difference between strength and sheer weakness, and you guys are fucking weak. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's really... What's weird and sad to me both is that, like... Okay, so Andrew Breitbart talks a lot about in that CPAC speech, he talks about unity, right? And I I feel like in 2016, there was really that push of like, okay, yeah, there are different groups like Turning Point in the College Republicans and like Yale. And well, Yale wasn't really a thing in 2016, but, you know. They still point are. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 the, and the the sad thing is, is that like technically I'm still affiliated with them, and yet I just bash them all, all the time. 
That's I, I don't. Yeah, right there. You can bash I, them I, all uh, you want, but they'll still invite you to their fucking conferences because they're so desperate. I I I got I got like I got another text message from my uh from my uh I guess like state head today. Yeah, my girlfriend and, did too. And he and he's like he's like he's like Operation Win at the door is hiring for July. I'm like I'm like I'm like nah. I'm not. I'm not traveling right right now, so. Um, but no, uh, back to my original point though. Like back then, like the College Republicans and Turning Point, and I I guess like early Yale, like we were all we were all kind of united. Like okay, we have to get behind Trump, and we have to get behind the conservative movement just to beat Hillary. And now there's not really that there's not really that unity push anymore. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you get where you want. Like groups, when we had a common goal. But it wasn't like that at Penn State, though, was it? It was like. Well, Penn State was an exception because it was one of the few. I mean, look, CRs are kind of established in many places, but Penn State was one of the few, very few, that did not endorse Trump. And there was. Look, and Alex can attest to this there was a lot of unity in 2016. Other than the CRs and yeah, some other the, establishment groups, it was the Trump Club and all that other shit. So, like, it was well, but here's the thing: the Trump Club. After again, this is what happens with a common cause: is like all these different fractions come together and get it, and then they split off. After yeah. the after Trump got in, you had people splitting back into their libertarian shit. That's where we got somebody starting yell up. You had people splitting off into Turning Point and starting that, which was kind of libertarian, I guess, at, at the time. Kind of. Barely. I don't even know if I'd call it that, but whatever. And then you had people even going full on alt-right. Then you had people like me that stayed pro-Trump and maybe evolved on some positions. But there definitely was a split, a fracture, and it has remained that way. And there is some level of unity uh, but right now is not as unified as 2016 by any fucking stretch of the imagination. And that's for a whole bunch of reasons. But to answer your question, because I'm going to have to shut down the stream soon, is uh, my opinion turning point is still the same. The boots on the ground at the local levels, the students are fantastic. A lot of the field reps are fantastic. The higher-ups in the national uh, part of turning point, like Phil said, uh, perfectly is they have a different identity they are disconnected with the local chapters and they th- what they think is cool is not what the students think is cool and that doesn't mean they should be start you know bringing Nick Fuentes around on speaking gigs no that's most most people do not like Nick Fuentes but he has a strong uh, cult following for sure but they should be bringing people around like Gavin McGinnis, Alex Jones, Milo, uh, Crowder even. Even though Crowder goes through Yav, which is what which is a whole nother story. Yeah. But they should be getting people like that. Not Rob Smith, not Alex Clark. People don't know who these people are, okay? And nobody cares. And you're gonna manufacture people that really that that don't really have their heart and soul in it like others do, and that's part of the problem. And you know, that's why I was starting 
my little club before Corona screwed everything up. But uh, yeah, college Republicans are shit at Penn State, and they're they're shit in a lot of places. I mean, I was even talking to my boss today at work, and he was telling me like, yeah, the CRs in my school were uh, basically just like they drank every weekend. <laughs> I was like, ours used to do that. Now they don't even do that. Well, um, that's that's interesting. Speaking of Gavin, um, one thing I want to ask you guys about, kind of, I guess, for our final segment, is something that concerns me uh, greatly. Um, so... Folks, we at at Verse Media slash the Whitfield Report and several other podcasts, we use Discord um, to do voice calls and other things like you know share photos, uh, share show notes, everything like that, and several other community and just to chat in general. Um, and recently, uh, well, yesterday actually, uh, Discord set out a disclaimer basically saying that they were going to start shutting down controversial discords. Uh, what do you guys think about all that? And do you guys have any reactions? Well, it's on par with any sort of tech company. Like, look at what yeah. Discord for years like i think mr medicare did a video on that about why he wasn't going to discord because like the people who run it are a bunch of furries you know like there's been like videos and evidence like you can look up youtube for like discord furry where they have brought up like the fact that there's furries grooming children on these servers and like doing a lot of disgusting acts and the discord staff just ignore it for the most part and they even go so as much as to go and tell them that like hey you know this is being like anti-gay or whatever anti-lgbt like there's a lot of interesting stuff about that that must be why milo put his uh persona as his uh, avatar on discord <laughs> it makes sense now i love discord it's the best platform for communication um but yeah like alex said like what they said in that statement just didn't surprise me it's stuff they said before I'm it, not concerned it, per se, but I could see them banning more moderate stuff. I mean, they really haven't done that. They've only kind of banned. I I, I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but they actually pretty much have only banned the legit wignats. But who knows? They've. I mean, they had that big purge after Charlottesville. Again, it was with a lot of white supremacists, but it can get you know when you get rid of those people the new extreme are just people that like freedom and capitalism and trump yeah i mean i i i'll say this for me it's it's like a case of there are discords i'm in like uh you know your guys's discord and gavin mcginnis's discord where uh you know like I just go in there to meet people and like, we don't even talk politics. Like, like, yeah, we all share the same political views, but like more often than not, we're just talking like, you know, life stories or like what type of, you know, music or, you know, movies and stuff that we all like. And what, you know, just like everyday stuff because we've all been, you know, we've all kind of been like, 
marginalized now because we're all conservatives. So now our social lives kind of, at least, you know, where we can be open about it is now online. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And it would be tragic if they start going after like some moderate stuff like that will kill their platform for a lot of people. But they've grown rapidly. I remember Alex and I were one of the early adopters of it. And it is a great platform. Like that's the problem with this is what conservatives need to understand is like the problem with these big tech companies and their tyrannical powers is that let's say you get banned from like Google Docs or something. What's the fucking alternative? There is nothing on the internet that comes close to Google Docs. There are alternatives, but they suck. And I mean, maybe the other thing is like Microsoft Word, but that's freaking it. It's like with uh, these like personal payment things, uh, uh, like a uh, Venmo. Okay, you get banned for, like Laura Luna. She's banned from Venmo, Cash App, all these things. There's not enough competition, and the other competition that's out there freaking sucks beyond the mainstream. And that's the problem is like we're beholden to using platforms that are the best platforms, but they hate us. So yeah, that yeah, that's that's a sad thing, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say something else. I'm already forgetting it, but um, oh yeah, it was something I want to talk to you off air about. Uh, but which we'll get into. Sure. There. Any other final thoughts before we close out for tonight? Uh, no, I can't think uh, of anything. We will see you guys next week. Take it easy. Yeah. All right. It was a great uh, stream as always, and always nice to simulcast with you, Sam. Yeah, we got we have fourteen people in here, and we had we had twenty at one point. So for the we had twenty people on the first hour, and uh, twenty people on the second hour, and also uh, for those of you listening on for those of you who are wondering when I'm going to put out the audio podcast, I've started recording the audio directly to my computer for these, so I'll just be able to manually put them up because uh, yeah, YouTube is still holding up my streams in. Uh, you know, processing purgatory. Yeah. So I've just taken the initiative to record the streams manually if I can. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. That's, that's the sad reality of it. But we'll see you guys uh, next time for another Real News uh, Anarchy. And we'll be keep watching the chop and uh, keep you guys updated on everything. So, as always, have a lovely day in whatever this country is becoming. And wash your fucking hands still. Yep, God freedom legacy in that order, as my friend uh, John Neary used to say. And uh, God bless America. I'm never going to stop saying it until, uh, you know, even when Antifa does try and kill me, that'll I'll never stop saying that. God bless America and fuck Antifa. So. <laughs> Amen. Fortify. <laughs> And we are off air.